think we're on. Settings all right? <laughs> yep, they're good. Check one, check two. <clears throat> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we're doing it, you guys. We're going to talk about spirituality, news, and may the fourth be with you. Yeah. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are old Gungaloo himself. <coughs> What's up? Brad Polly, uh, Derps Poonaloo himself, Matt Polly. Hey. And together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Does anybody else feel like this is in half speed right now? No, that's just you, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I do a little bit. Announcements. We're going to. Uh, we don't have any announcements. 484 Pastor for. Let's schedule questions. another live event. Let's do it right um, now for next year. Do it tomorrow. We're just going to do the date. Let's just give them the date right now. All right, Who gives 69th. a shit if it works? Pick one. No, we're not done. God, I can't do Can we do it when maybe it's not 34 degrees? Yeah. In well, we tried April. In the summer. I mean, <laughs> April. It's got to be in May. Yeah, summer when it's 95 and humid. Well, I mean, it's better <laughs> no, than... May is perfect. I mean, right now, like, it was chilly today, and it was still 55 degrees or something, so... Okay. Oh, we're not going to do it? All right. What May, May something next year. We might do another live event. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> if we're alive. One of those weekends. <laughs> if we're not dead. Hey, what are you guys drinking? I'm drinking water. I had that uh, songs. When did this song become 15 minutes long? <laughs> I had the uh, Terre Haute, well, later in the show, the Terre Haute Brewing Company. What was that one called with the in dinosaur? The, the skating dinosaur. Mango Tango. Wango Tango. No, that's the one with the rocket ship. Jurassic <laughs> Express. Anyway. Jurassic Express. I had something from Terra Brewing Company. That's the next movie. And now I'm series. from uh, yeah. Hawker Shore. Their uh, Hawker, their vice beer. Hawker. Do you guys know? Uh, you, did you guys ever ho- call Lugies yes. Hawkers? It's yes. So gross. It's gross. Thanks for ruining the. I beer. don't know if that was in your Bible. Or Brad, not. what'd you have? Uh, what did I? Have? Oh shit! I threw the can away. I don't fucking know. So it was a away. it was a wheat beer that's supposed to taste like gummy bears. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's not too sweet. Still yeah. tastes like beer. It's. Mm-hmm. Very refreshing, actually. Do we have more of that? Uh, then I'm. Then no, there might be one in I there. I think that was the last oh. one. Was it? Sorry, buddy. Um, and then I've got Woodenville whiskey. They're yeah, ninety from Washington, proof. isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking great. It's good. Dude. That's that's solid solid whiskey. Yeah. <clears throat> Why don't they call things that are not wooden? <laughs> Why don't they call it like metal in? What? what? You know, the wood, fuck are wood, you? T- things are made of, of wood or wooden. <laughs> Things that are made of metal should be are metal. Metal and no should be. No. Boy, <laughs> pretty sure that's a stretch even for it's you. That, no, it makes sense. No, no, it it's somebody doesn't. riding on the James Webb over me there. Out. Hear me. Yeah, oh he fuck yes, <laughs> I could get in on that. Um, let's just do this. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Because I don't know the the fucking Roe v. Wade. God damn it. Like I mean, here's you know the thing. Happen. I wasn't even remotely surprised, but it was still just like, for fuck's sake, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, it's just it's a court full of extremists. What are we doing here? Like I know that we're just put on the I court, know that we're put on the court by presidents who lost the last five justices over, from the Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned because of a reality to- show TV president yep. that has had abortion that has paid for abortions. Yep. Are you fucking serious? Like it's just it's if it wasn't so awful and terrifying and dangerous for so many people, it would be funny. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it's so absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck do we get He lost here? the popular vote by 8 million votes, or 
a total of 10 million votes and got to nominate three justices. I mean, I put a thing on Facebook for, for today, like the next just 30, like, 40 years. So, I mean, okay, let's fine. Let's say, let's say fetuses are babies then. Okay, then as soon as you have a pregnancy test, it's positive. You should get a social security card yeah. and you should get uh, automatic citizenship and you should like yeah. in insurance, like, and you can't do that. Why? Because you're full of shit. Yeah. You pro, don't pro, actually believe that that baby, that fetus is a baby. The pro-life movement started in the 60s with the religious right. They needed something because they couldn't fight civil rights anymore. They needed something else. And they convinced people that abortion was murder. And then they termed it. They kept terming it as that. It's and and became an emotional right. issue. And they convinced people to vote Republican. That was the only reason that pro-life even And started. doing that, while doing that, that's the single issue that they're, we're going to fight. But while they're doing that, they're also taking they're fucking their voters out of rights, mm -hmm. out yeah. of money, mm -hmm. out of like and they're just just fucking them blind. Mm -hmm. And but just abortion. Keep, keep mashing that R yeah. on straight ticket, baby. Like just pro keep, gun, pro war, get fucking real. I, I mean <laughs> Like I and you're pro death penalty. How can you be pro life when you're pro death penalty? Somebody was like I saw a comment Jesus today. Christ. Somebody was like, I am I'm a, I'm against murder in all forms. And I said, What about war? You against that? Well, no answer. Uh, I yeah. mean, the vets are... Uh, no fucking answer. It's like, that's murder, too. Yeah. Like, just because it's, like, sanctioned by a government doesn't mean it's not murder. Like, fuck off. The, are, there's no... There is no legitimate argument to be had outside of dead babies. Yeah. Like, but they're not babies. Like... I love how people... Well, I think the... <laughs> I think the... Because, once again, they have the, no rights until they take a breath. I think... I think what happens is in Republicans, these pro pro quote unquote pro life people's minds is that women are carrying babies to term and then killing them before they're born. And yes. it's like that happens in the most rarest of circumstances and it's in health when it's somebody's in danger. Yes. That's it's it's just that is the only time it happens because that Republicans have framed it that way. No, nobody's carrying a baby. They don't want for three for nine months or into the third trimester and then killing. Listen, it. man, I know people, I know women that have had abortions and every single one of them will tell you that it was the most difficult fucking decision, the most difficult yeah. thing they ever have had to do in their lives. Because the narrative is that people, women who get abortions got pregnant the, the, because they're whores. Exactly. That's that's, that's it. the narrative. It's, that's why I got pregnant. It's women that get abortions are whores that deserve death. Because mm -hmm. yeah. everybody's like, what you know, they'll start tis tisking when... You know, women start dying of of from like abortions or dying from ectopic pregnancy. No, they won't. They mm -hmm. they won't grieve it at all. Christians won't they because care. they don't give a shit. Because in their minds, those women are whores, straight up, and they yeah. deserve to die. It's so fucking sick and perverted and disgusting. And I guarantee you, when this gets overturned, it goes back to the states. There will be a story within months of a GOP congressman flying his mistress to yeah. California to mm -hmm. get a fucking abortion. Yep, yeah. because they're a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Yep, every fucking one of them is a hypocrite. Yep. So yep. fuck every one of them. I'm sorry. I have no grace for them at all right no, now. I don't not a not a fucking bit of it. Nope. Well, and not to mention that three justices that just got put on the Supreme Court lied to Congress under yeah. oath. under oath. Well, Alito under oath. Alito did too. Under oath. Yeah. Alito it's, it's lied settled, too. It's they settled had, precedent. I saw a video today of him lying about that under It's oath. settled precedent. Yeah. Then fucking why are you <clears throat> taking it up? I just, it's, ugh. All right. I got to stop talking about it. It's dry. I didn't even want to. I know, but I felt like we needed to say something. Oh, You're listening yeah. to Look on the Bright Side of Mr. Bryce's Janet, we can see you. <coughs> um, I can see you. Are, you feel seen. I want you to feel seen right now. I, whatever. We're, I fucking hate what? my job, so I, whatever's fine. 
I thought you had sort of turned a corner a little bit. Ish. I mean, okay. Well, ish is like three. Nothing. We just lost. We lost one worker last week. We're losing another one tomorrow. Moving some guy from nights up to us. I mean, it's just it's a fucking disaster right now, and it's not a lot of fun. I just got moved to the different lines. And that's going okayish for the most part, but it's still just yeah. Our, our it's job, still like start, our job sucks. It's still like starting too. a new job. Like moving those lines was like starting a brand new job again. <laughs> yeah, I fucking <laughs> cried on the way here. I, I talk about this later, but yeah, Michael like, and I, Michael and I, every day at some point are just only way we get through on? the day is just by bitching about what we're doing. I had the realization, and I, I think I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but um, like if I ever believed in god it's totally his fucking fault if there is a god it's his or their fault fuck god man because what a cruel son of a bitch absolutely man I thought this was my bright side like well you i was about gonna work. get to something you I triggered mean, me matt <laughs> anyway, i'm triggered so work sucks so uh, what's, yeah. your, what's the rest of your uh, well side? monday we went to the cigar bar that was nice that was fun yeah i needed that yeah it just yeah yeah i <laughs> it was, I needed it was nice. that bad. Yeah, that was actually the one good day, other than today, the one good day uh, that I've had in weeks. Yeah, can you can so. you say the thing? Holy hey, shit! Did Michael log in, shave? Log in, dipshit. Log in, dipshit. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. No, it, I didn't everything, shave. Everything's fine. My, just my beard hairs retracted into my face. <laughs> I did. I did Fuck have. I have had a different change of attitude the last few days at work. I've um, noticed. And I've kind of stuck it. I'm kind of sticking around because I think some things may change. Hopefully for the better. We'll see. Um, so if they, if they, I'll give it a few months. If they don't, then we'll, we'll start looking. It's not like jobs are going anywhere. So Brad, um, I had a good day today. And that's, that's the best I kind of can do right now. I, like I said, I, it's been bad, like bad, bad, yeah, like as bad as the bad has been, and um, to the point where I almost quit therapy, like completely. I didn't go last week. I mean, you pretty I, much did quit. I did. Well, I mean, I well, the one there was one week where I couldn't do it because Mandy had jury yeah. duty, and so then the week after that, uh, which would have been two weeks between, I I bailed. I told her about it today. I was like, I I just didn't want to come last week. And so, anyway, uh, went today. But even before that, before my therapy appointment today, I had a massive, like, when I say massive, a seismic light bulb moment this morning because of TikTok. God, I love TikTok. I'm not shitting you. So, I'm not going to talk about what, because I'm still processing this with my therapist. I don't, I'm not going to talk about what rev- the revelation is in myself yet, but it's, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good revelation. Like it, it was one of those things. It was like, <clears throat> it was definitely like being able to name part of my shadow. I'll just say that. Okay. Like, a, and, and I would call, I would say what I told my therapist. Today, I said, I feel like, I feel like I found my core issue. Like, mm. I feel like this, this is the, this is the basement. Or whatever, like I found the foundation. This is the foundational issue with me. And so Mandy and I have not like I've just been taking it out on her by being just a dick, being like aloof, angry, whatever. And today I woke up <clears throat> and felt a little bit better. I was laying in bed. I see that video, and it was like this holy fucking shit like m- moment. And so I 
got out of bed and said to her, I said, let's go to breakfast. Let's just go eat breakfast somewhere. So we went to Bloomington and ate breakfast and sat there for like two hours and talked about what I realized about myself. And it was amazing. It was literally like, it was, yeah, it was literally like the best, the best conversation we've had in a really long time. The, in the most honest and I don't know, like I, I, on the way home, I told her, I said, this revelation, it was, it's weird. And I said the same thing to my therapist is, it's weird to have a, a realization about yourself that is not good. Like it's, it's not a good revelation about yourself. But I said at the same time, I feel a thousand pounds lighter Yeah, because I know it. You can name it. I have a target like this. This target. is the thing that I need to integrate into myself to become more whole essentially like to be able to figure out my motivations of why I think this way, why I do these things <clears throat> And so it's, it was, it was just a really, and I had a great therapy appointment, um, after, after that, uh, it was just a, it was a good day and I feel so much lighter. I'm not healed by any stretch of the imagination, but I told her today, I said, I'm, I'm getting a little bit scared because I said, cause she asked me, what did it feel like for you to come up with this, to have this sort of moment, this light of moment? I said, it's it's liberating and terrifying because I said, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but to get there, I have to walk like a pit of snakes. Yeah. It's like, I I know because I know to get to where I want to be, I'm going to have to scratch and claw and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck. And it's like, if I'm going to find that freedom, I, I, it's, I'm going to have to claw my way. I, I came to the realization today and it's not a, new realization by any stretch for most people but it was for me i was like i realized today i'm i'm my own doctor i'm the only doctor yeah i'm the only person that can fix this yeah <laughs> like that was a massive sherpas through that but well at the i same mean time, so mandy like, so fucking brilliant i told that to mandy i said i feel like the like i said i feel like i'm a surgeon and i have to locate the cancer and cut it out and she said she said yeah that's great but also She's like your, she's your Patrick Swayze, <laughs> ghost. <And> ghost. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. It makes sense. It connects. Okay, well, hold on. I'm not done yet. So, she said, uh, right, but even the best surgeons in the world have assistants. Yeah, that like that hand them the correct tools that they need to like, and she's like, I'm that for you, and so is your th- that's your therapist. Like that's. So it was just, I don't know, man, it was, it's been a day that I have needed badly, badly, badly. I, my trajectory was bad, bad, bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and you had a bad day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just been, I've got the point like, I can't do this anymore. So what, like, and I got, I almost quit therapy because I felt like, like what's the fucking point? I said to my therapist today, I said I didn't come last week because I was like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. I said I feel like I'm getting worse. I feel like I'm worse than when I began. I feel like I, I, that I've beyond no progress, negative progress is what it's felt like. And I said I just almost quit. Yeah. So, but I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because it it was it's good. So yeah, I'm glad you went. Me too. Thanks for putting up with me. You guys both, especially you. <laughs> we're talking every day on the phone. Every I know, but you guys did this for me a few years ago, too. Yeah. So it's your, your turn next, buddy. Yep, it's coming. <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. Uh, Michael, what's yours, buddy? Uh, what was I going to say? 
I had I had some about eighteen thoughts in there, but they're all gone. <laughs> Wait, now. shit! I had something. Shit, I, I wrote it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so uh, life sucks. I know. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, I had something for this. Uh, so, usually when I get up for work, I just get up for work and take a shower, shit, shower, shave. Not not shaving. <laughs> not shave. Definitely but, not shaving. But in the night, I hit the road, and you know, I don't see anybody till I get to my first door. But uh, a couple days ago, you talked to Jesus. Yeah, I, oh. yeah. I'm out. Hey, you. I'm into Jesus. Hey, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that newsboys? No, it's DC Talk. Oh, that's right. That that was DC Talk. Yeah. Hey, you. I'm, I'm into, into Jesus. Jesus. Hey, hey, you. <laughs> Krispy Kreme, what, what, Arizona. What do you got, Michael? <laughs> um, I've got. Uh, so uh, a few days ago, we 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 have replenished our stock in poultry, so that we've got we've we've got six more chicken. Chickens. What the fuck does that have to do with you driving to work? Well, okay, so so here's. It's coming. It's all coming together. Okay. So I, uh, the last few we're mornings, stocking our poultry. <laughs> Somebody write that down. I got it. Um, so, um, <laughs> did you ever think in a million fucking years that would be a sentence that would come out of your no, mouth? No, still, still doesn't sound Are like you me. <laughs> fucking farmer Michael over there. So, uh, the last few days, the kids, the kids really love the chickens, and they give them names, and um, you know, we don't generally have to murder them, but every <laughs> once in a while, we do. There's a dick turkey run the streets. Dick turkey, P.I. Dick turkey got processed <laughs> last week. Dick turkey got processed. God, are you writing that down, please? <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, so the last few mornings, the, the kids have gotten up early to spend time with the turkeys and like the, <laughs> or the chickens. Spend time with the chickens. So the, they'll lay down some newspaper and then. You know, oh, they're inside right now because they're, they're inside because so yeah, 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 it's yeah, so yeah. small. Okay. So um, they'll lay down newspaper and then kind of like sit across from each other with their legs out and form a little barrier so the chickens can't get out. It's like a little diamond shape sure. for the turkey. So they're just up and like happy and and that's cool. Glad that we have chickens. So nice. Yeah, it's been that's how do right your side. dogs not eat those motherfuckers they, or your they, cats? They, they the cats don't care because I told me I was like I would love to get a couple of ducklings like from yeah. my backyard for no fucking reason. I wanna, <laughs> but, like a cats would fucking eat the goddamn things because we'd have to keep them in the house yeah. for a while. So we have had one one of our dogs has eaten a, uh, a, a chicken, um, murdered one, and then also last summer while we were on vacation uh, through the netting. So we got netting, and then we also have like like chicken chicken wire a fenced in area for them to be safe chicken got too close to the to the side of the fence and dog just fucking took the wing off mm. clean sweet break fucking wing gone so we had to have, have somebody i'm a wing man myself we were actually. gonna keep it but like it started getting green so oh to, this is according to the person that was yeah, watching that, our animals so we had to have pay, had to pay somebody yell to kill that our, motherfucker yeah basically come kill you had to pay someone. You didn't have a neighbor that would come and just off that motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's that's who they. That, what it a was chicken! Our, our, yeah, our neighbor who just hit it with a shovel. Who, no, you you want to do it humanely and quickly. That's pretty humane. You've been hit with a shovel. Well, no, because <laughs> chickens after you chop their head off, they they still run around. Right. That's crazy. That's why you shoot it with a shotgun. Just blow it into pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
chicken pudding. Boy, you can you take blow it into pudding in a number of directions. If we're honest, I can think of at least two directions. I, I'd blow it into pudding. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't. Um. So yeah, that's that's our podcast up until now. So let's just we're. Recording podcast, <laughs> we're doing it, you guys. We're fucking doing it. Um, what what are we? Should we do? Uh, we already did that. Fat bastards. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we gotta do music time, then we'll do fat. Oh bastards. shit! <laughs> Tia said, "Fun fact: you can get DC Talk Supernatural album T-shirts on Wish dot com." I'd 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 have one. The problem is you think you're getting you think you're getting the supernatural album that it comes and it just says two honks and a negro. Nope. <laughs> Wait. Nope. Hold on. That was one of their songs. Hold on. I'm just saying from <laughs> Wish you never get what you want. Yet. <clears throat> Anapropes. What is wrong with you? I'm trying to make that a thing people say. Like Damn, dog, that's inappropriate. Mandy and I say that to each other. Plus all I the think time. I'm addicted to cocaine. Well, but look on the bright side. <laughs> With any luck at all, it will save me the trouble of killing you myself. <laughs> Damn, dog. In a probes. I Yay! fucking love that. How do you not watch Archer? I don't watch it. That was, that was provided by Jish Casey. It's so fucking good. That show is Shit. so good. In a probes. In a probes. Mandy and I say that all the time to each other. Oh, that's in a probes, dog. <laughs> Come on. All right. Dog. Music time. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's, let's, let's play some jams, some sweet jams. This show Green. is so good. Mandy and I have been watching There's it. Nothing oh. Three white. Oh, yeah. Abigard, Abigard, go. Abigard, go. So, Abigard, go. Patrick was the dipshit earlier. You can't hear him, man. I'm putting on the wrist, man. About the things they like. Patrick, here, here's your chance my, to shine. My poached eggs were overcooked today in my, at the restaurant. <laughs> All I could think of was, how hard is it to poach a goddamn egg? Seriously, at Woodhouse, it's like eggs one. <laughs> That's why I sent back to you when you text. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Why? Why do you do that? It's music time. <laughs> what the fuck, man? All right, uh, I've got uh, Fontaine's DC. Oh man, I haven't listened to this Their yet. New I've got album it. is Skinty Fia. I don't think do that's you, how it's. It's not probably, but Michael, what, what? are you doing? This is <laughs> <laughs> street jobs, clans, and NFT records. Tea. What are you talking about? This is the song. Is that a sentence? What song? The, the artist is Street Jobs, uh, comma clans, comma NFTEA records. <laughs> What's that have to do with what Matt was gonna play? I just wanted to play something. He's gone. <laughs> Michael has gone bye bye. Michael, what is what this, man? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's just jam to it. He fears spiritually. <laughs> Here's, here's a course. <laughs> I can't tell if I like this or hate it. The song's called Krispy Kreme Arizona Iced Tea. 
right. <laughs> Matt, you, what do you got? What the fuck just happened? What were you blathering about? I literally said the name of the band, <laughs> and you started playing some bullshit. I don't even know. Sorry. Oh, my God. Can't be held responsible. <laughs> the band is Fontaine's DC. The song is called How Cold Love Is. Ice Cold. How's this stack up to their last album? Because it was great. Yeah. Pretty good? Yeah. Fuck, man. I've got this. On my, I just hadn't listened to it yet. It's downloaded. I love his voice. That heavy, like, British... It's actually Matt Redman. He's changed over the no, years. No, it's not. <laughs> Sounds like he's saying Carl. Nope. How Carl? No, it isn't. This actually seems a little more subdued than some of their I, other I, stuff. I, I think it is a little bit. Their first album was fucking aggressive. Yeah, it's like, not like that at all. But anyway, yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that tomorrow. I like it. Krispy Kreme Arizona iced tea. <laughs> Waiting for the bridge. This album is isn't out yet all the way, but they've released like four songs because that's all anybody does anymore, and it drives you've never heard of it before. Fucking crazy. The band is Tank and the Bangas. Yeah. The album will be called Red Balloon. Ninety nine of them. Ninety nine. Don't love balloons. The song is called Why Try. I hope it's 99 Love Balloons. What's up, all you cats and kittens? This is Quest Love, and you're listening to TATB. And here is Why Try by Tank in the Bangers. Flowers, just because it's Monday. God, this album's going to kick fucking ass. Yeah, the songs that are out are so good. Raindrops falling only one way. Yeah, it's yeah. so good, man. That's yeah, that's gonna be Yep. I have a feeling this album is gonna end up on my oh, top ten. I can tell you right now it probably is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will. Alright. Krispy Kreme Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Michael for your second one. No, this is my first no, one. No, it absolutely is not. Right, this, no, it isn't. It this, is, it's not. This song is called uh, Trust Me by Sincere Engineer. I listened to it on the way here and I cried. So that's that's my I'm life. I'm not sure it was because of the song. Well, I mean, it's it, it, I just resonated with it so hard. So this is uh, Trust Me by Sincere Engineer. Find them on TikTok. So check them out. This made you cry? You know, it's a rough day. I know, I'm just thinking it's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> like, if a punk song is making you cry, you've yeah. had a bad fucking day, man. Oh, 
All I can see it is like an anger release. Yeah. So, so I was my my second one that I was gonna do later. I'll just do it now. Um, it's the same song, so it's acoustic version of that song, and also Craig did this song. So, just went this back and forth between these two. Introduction. I'm lying face down in the street for the second time this week, and all of my plans failed. All the things I promise you I'll never get around to. I that was weird. I thought there was another song playing over it. So this is the same song as the other song, just the acoustic version. Wow. Same artist, everything. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. I dig it. gonna play the whole thing yeah i was i just wanted to get i feel dead on the inside i want to make sure that was that was covered go ahead proceed any more songs uh, i've got a i've got a tiktok artist right. uh, artist is robot monster it's a I heard guitar guitar and drums that's it okay and their their videos are hilarious because there's always an old man dancing i'm assuming it's one of their grandfathers oh have i have seen, seen it them, yeah okay. they anyway yeah the robot monsters band the single they only have a couple singles out right now uh, I assumed he was part of the band. Song just is, interpretive no. dancer. The song is caged. Dude, that, that's fucking great. Yeah. Love that strip down. It's like the early white stripes. There's just two, just two of them, man. Just rocking. That's a, that's a sick fucking guitar riff. <laughs> Pretty simple, but. Like. So they've only got a single? It's a couple singles. I dig that. That's yeah. great. Robot Monster. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Chicken's Brother? That'd be the same light. No. Robot chicken? No. No. Does that no. not work? No. So first <laughs> name. You're going to workshop that one, pal. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this is an old song, but it's, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, wink, wink, uh, not been doing great. So my my music has mostly consisted of Rage Against the Machine and Eminem. Yeah. So. Nice. You know what I had last night? Mom's spaghetti. Yep. <laughs> Specifically Sarah's mom's spaghetti. <laughs> About Ecuadorian spaghetti that, does it have guinea pig in it? Uh, nope, it was it was uh, guinea pig bolognese, Kroger four cheese <laughs> marinara with turkey. Not bad. Uh, wait, your turkeys? No. Okay, so <laughs> no, don't don't we don't, it's fine. We had to it, kill one of our turkeys. He was being a well, he for murder. <laughs> he was being a dick. He was. He he murdered another. Uh, it's so Michael exacted retribution. And then was trying. Please to, tell me you threw him against the garage. No, no. Uh, he was processed, so somebody is eating him. So 
This concludes Murder Corner. <laughs> uh, and this song came on, and there's like a speaking part at the beginning of this that I really want to focus on because I was driving to therapy today, and <laughs> like the, what he was saying, and you'll hear it here in a minute. I was like, oh Jesus! Like, uh, so this is uh, "Till I Collapse" featuring Nate Dog. We'll get to the Nate Dog Snoop's part. brother. Is this Eminem? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from his Eminem show album. And okay. 2002 yeah. or whenever the fuck it came out this till i collapse it, and he in, in fairness in the song he's talking about rap yeah and his career and shit like i but it hit me on like a mm-hmm. human level when i was listening to it I was like oh shit man like yeah that's kind of where i'm at i'm basically having to cr- scratch and claw for every bit of like progress in my mental yeah. health so it really kind of hit so yeah what the hell you turn that down? No, it's good. Yeah, this part at the beginning when he talks is what really hit me. I unapologetically I'm fucking love it. I'm not, then I'm gonna stop pinning them, and I am not hip hop, and I'm just not Eminem. Subliminal thoughts when I'm gonna stop spinning them. Women are caught in webs, spin them in hawk, spin them, adrenaline shots. The penicillin could not get the ill in the stop. Amoxicillin's just not real enough. The criminal cop killing hip hop, filling a minimal swap to cop. Millions of pop listeners, you're coming with me, feel it or not. You're gonna fear it like I showed you the spirit of God lives in us. Sing it with me. Till the roof comes off, till the lights go out, till the lays give out, can't shut my mouth, till the smoke clears out. You're ruining I it. Perhaps I'ma rip this shit till my bones collapse. All right. Krispy Kreme Arizona ice tea. <laughs> All right, my. <laughs> I think I think in my with my mental health, why Eminem is like speaking Cathartic. to me so much is he just expresses an anger that I feel deep inside of me at just existence. Yeah. And it just... have a little bit of... We have an M&M-shaped hole in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) He's still alive. Well, yeah. (laughs) But his spirit lives through us. It was one of... uh, (laughs) What was that band? It was one of their lesser-known hits. (laughs) Who did God-shaped hole? What was that We've been crucified with (laughs) M&M. No longer live. Eminem oh. lives in us. All right. All right. This is the end of the music time. <laughs> <laughs> Just saw the banner. Yeah. <laughs> this is what 
what I like about getting the way that I am right now? <laughs> um, I just created a banner for the live feed that says Patrick got is a dipshit. I'm I'm still able to do that. I fucking love it, man. Dipshit with a nine-toed woman. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Uh, this is from uh, Mr. Hood. Mr. Ruben Hood. Hood. Oh, he's Her? watching. Yeah. He says, hey to you um, guys. He sent us Rocky Mountain Oyster Jerky. Uh, oh. <laughs> ball jerky. Yeah. yeah fuck so. it. I've had uh, lamb balls. Yeah. Fucking delicious. Or was it goat? It was lamb, right? Lamb. Was it Was it uh, lamb chop? Oh, that is testicular, isn't it? <laughs> no, that is. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> you like got a, a big old bastard. Watch out for your hacker. Rocky Mountain. What flavor oysters. is this? I, it just says. I think it's just. It's definitely got pepper on it. It's beef testicles flavored. It tastes. Like it was either, he says it was either that or plant-based jerky. That's not jerky. I saw something recently where somebody's like, gonna, "Why do people that don't eat meat want to eat meat so fucking badly that they can't stop making shit that's supposed to taste <laughs> like meat?" Well, just not, eat meat. But here's the thing: meat <laughs> is not good for the environment, guys. No, it's not. But neither are almonds. So go fuck yourself. Almonds are. Almonds are. They just, they have no. to be better almonds, than beef. Almonds take a shitload of water. It's insane. Well, so does coffee. And here we are. Well, I know. Anyway, this right, looks let's... like it was cut out at the root, man. Yeah, there's some there's some uh, connective I, tissue I on mine, this. I think mine's got veins. I, I think, think I've got half of. I think mine is just the one. sack. Mine is just pure sack. I've got half of vast deference on this. Look, look at this shit. At Where mine. am I going? Look at Where's this, my guys? You can see light through it. <laughs> mine's got. <laughs> oh man, this I think is I, just the skin. I flap. think I got the epididymis. <laughs> Pardon sure. me, y'all. Okay, here we go. This is showing. Right, let's do this here. Tastes like jerky. Yeah. It's good. I'm not able to penetrate the balls. <laughs> Ooh, wait. It's it's weird. Uh, okay, uh-huh. so. Nope. No. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to use a word here, boys. That was off-puttingly creamy when you got into the middle of it. I couldn't cut through it, 100 man. fucking percent. Like when it started to like liquefy, it got real creamy, real did it just fast. Yet in your mouth, it, it, dude. I need a. Can you get me something? I've got nut in my hand right now. Ah, oh, I got nut in my teeth. Fuck me, that is so bad. Oh. Ruben, I hope you die in a fire for that shit. I'm pretty sure that's the first thing that none of us have actually been able to get through. That was pretty bad. That's, are you still chewing it? No, I'm having buffalo wing cheeses God. to get the taste out of my Pass mouth. Pass that around, man. Look, those are great. Anything. I need a fucking palate cleanser. Oh, Reuben. Reuben, Reuben, Reuben. It was really weird because it tasted like kind of beefy at the beginning, like beef jerky, and then it it did get creamy. Am I the only one that my, felt that? I think we had different parts of the nut, man. Like That was like a fucking ball sack. That felt like a fucking ball sack that was undercooked, is what mine tasted like, the texture. I couldn't cut through it, man. That was pretty fucking weird. That was real weird. It got it got weird real fast. Oh, It went from normal to weird in about three seconds. It was mm-hmm. just, whew. It was a texture, man. Well, it wasn't that right. That, too. It was, I hope yeah. that was worth the $34 you paid for those yeah, every, ball jerky. Oh. Mm. Yeah, there was everything was wrong about that. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it, what's weird is the way we had fried uh, lamb testicles. Yeah. 
like they weren't bad. No, it, but it was a it was a mind. It's thing. a mind thing because I sat and watched it peel yeah. the membrane off of it and then slice <laughs> it, it up. It, and it looked like, like a it looked like a nut. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. just did. Yeah. What'd you see, Dan? <laughs> yeah. What are Got we doing? some of that testicle yeah. jerky. Yeah. All right, let's do. Oh, this. that's another bright side. Sorry, I went and saw Letter Kenny live last Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. We had dinner uh, with uh, Daniel and Aaron Irwin of the pub because they, uh, they went to the show as well. And of then the, we of the Anderson Irwins. Yes, the Mars Irwins. <laughs> uh, went to. It's pronounced Irwin. Had an amazing dinner at Livery and in Indy, which is just one of my favorite mm-hmm. restaurants yeah. ever. Yep. Been there. Um, had the trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't the trash bag place. Trash bag place was St. Joe's St. Joseph's Brewery. Oh, same place. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it's not the same place. It's close to each other, but it's definitely not the same place. Anyway, uh, the Letter Kenny Live. Well, that was the upstairs place. If they ever there, do right? another mm-hmm. Letter Kenny Live tour, you have to get tickets. It was unfucking believable. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Newsfeed. Where are those cheese Where are we at on those cheese I hate cheese and I love these. Somebody left the bag open on those too long. Yeah. A little stale. Mm, not too bad. Just like um, half a day or something. Okay. Uh, the story is really kind of the title. Man, A man tore his lung from masturbating, doctors say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bro was just beating that hog to death. My God. <laughs> Uh, a young man's session of masturbation inadvertently led to him to spending almost a week in the hospital. Oh. In a recent case report from Switzerland, doctors detail how a 20-year-old ended up with leaking air into his chest after some seemingly innocent self-love. Fortunately, the injury wasn't severe, and he recuperated just fine. According to the report... Well, nothing innocent about that was session. Was he Jizz and Diamonds or something? And one just <laughs> pierced his lungs? That's the name of my rap album. <laughs> Jizz and Diamonds. <laughs> it's, all, it's all puffy covers. <laughs> Every breath you take, I've been missing you. <laughs> um, anyway, fucking ads. Uh, according to the report, uh, the man visited the emergency room with stabbing chest pain and trouble breathing. His face had also gotten swollen. <laughs> and doctors God could, damn. Doctors could dis- hear distinct cracking noises as he breathed in and out. Jesus. His symptoms oh. had begun while he was, quote, lying <laughs> yeah, in bed He jerked himself into Darth Vader. <laughs> chest <laughs> can- <laughs> Man. Imagine the orgasm, a- though. Imagine a- the- <laughs> if you can orgasm yourself into turning into an asthmatic James Earl Jones. My Fuck God, you've, yes. you've really accomplished something. <laughs> I want I to stop and rewind. There were so many good hashtags. I'm the Sith missed. Lord of Masturbation. That's my specialty. <laughs> Some people have saber skills. Some people have uh, lightning. I've got masturbation. <laughs> Invisibility or super I've strength. I've got lightning jizz. Invisibility or super strength, Michael. Like <laughs> masturbation. I didn't. That wasn't one of the answers. Lightning jizz is my is my um, my Sith skill. Chest scans soon revealed he had something called a pneumo something something, uh, a condition where air circulating through the respiratory system somehow ends up escaping into the space in the chest between the lungs. Is that pneumococcal? Uh, he said the man. I don't know what that word means. The man on commercials all the time. The man's air sac was also damaged. <laughs> air sac. The man's air sac is my indie cover. And he, and my indie band <laughs> and he required high doses of. High doses of oxygen. That's my Motley Crue cover band's name. Uh, doctors made the decision to put him in intensive care. 
uh, for observation. Anyway, so this can be caused by physical trauma to the lungs or esophagus. It, so was he, was he doing the... I don't know. Autoerotic asphyxiation? Oh, well, yes. I don't know about that or if he was like... He it, 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 can also wait, it can also spontaneously arise when a sudden increase... He went full <laughs> David Carradine, didn't he? <laughs> wow. It's the oatmeal, spittle, semen. I riffle, love sausage. Wiffle Brimley. Brimley was strangled to death by bone. Anyway. <laughs> this is the best story we've had on here in a long yeah. time. Uh, anyway, it can uh, it can also arise when a sudden increase in pressure within the chest cavity causes a tear in certain lung membranes. It can arise. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, anyway, so yeah, he jerked himself into the ICU. Wouldn't it be cool if you could... Uh, Boy, that's... Um, jizz and that That's jizz. something to tell at parties, I'm not going to yeah. lie. If I jerk myself into the into the yeah. ICU... Oh, man, yeah. What if jizz created portals that ripped into <laughs> the space-time okay, I'm just doing one story. Brad, what do you got? The fabric of reality. Uh, that's what I want my jizz to pierce. Santa Rosa man arrested for chasing people naked with a hammer, calling himself the mighty Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Give this man the key to the city. In one of the most bizarre incidents of the weekend, deputies... I love they have a picture of, of Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, deputies were dispatched to a Santa Via home where residents were actively trying to subdue a naked man with a hammer. <laughs> Tucker tells News Radio, uh, where news comes second, uh, the incident began. Well, it's, it's News Radio 92.3. If it's, if it's anything like the 92.3 in Indy, it should roll. be called uh, where we play Duncan Sheik after the news. Because <laughs> they still, for some reason, play that fucking song from like 92. Um, you all right over there, buddy? Uh, oh, I forgot. You, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm figuring out, trying to figure out why you're laughing and the timing makes sense. I don't get it. Uh, okay, so I lost my place. Oh, uh, tells News Radio the incident began uh, when two children, 12 and 13, and a parent were going door to door to find the home of a stray animal and were greeted at one house by a completely naked man. <laughs> When the father said that was inappropriate around the kids, the homeowner allegedly went back inside and returned still nude, but now with a hammer and began chasing the visitors and others in the neighborhood. Residents mostly subdued him. I'm guessing nobody was getting near that groin area. You know what his his superhero theme song Mm. is? Naked man, naked man, does whatever naked man can. (laughs) Boy. Running out (laughs) in the grass. These aren't hitting like you think they are. Uh, <laughs> Look out. Here comes naked man. Residents mostly subdued him, but did sustain some injuries in the process. One had a mushroom stamp on their thigh. Uh, deputies charging the man. They got pistol. Whipped. Deputies charging the man say he identified himself to them as the mighty Thor. He's see, actually 30. See, that's not just a crazy man. That dude is like. Supremely awful. Well, the except charts. he was assault nakedly assaulting a twelve and thirteen no, year old just, with a hammer. No, I'm just saying like he anyway, yeah. Uh he's actually thirty six year old Dustin Reeves and he's now being held in Santa Rosa County Jail facing charges of aggravated assault, lewd behavior, and resisting an officer. Uh, perhaps, not surprisingly, he was also highly intoxicated. <laughs> oh, well there well there it is. Okay. Uh, now I've got one more. Man married to hologram, can't talk to wife. Oh, I almost did this. Due to software glitch. Ooh. 
instead of loving words. It runs Windows Windows Vista. Instead of loving words, she just became self aware and is done with his bullshit. Oh, sorry, no, it's a glitch. Computer I, glitch. It is I a, cannot talk to you about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> it, it's a or one one zero zero one 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 one. Instead of loving words, he got a network error. <laughs> I'm totally convinced she's just done with this shit. Uh, a 38 year old man named <laughs> named uh, Akahiko Kondo, who married it's Marie's brother. <laughs> no, Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. A couple years ago. Yeah. That's a that's a good callback. What's her thing? Wait, is this you life? Or? It's not a good callback. <laughs> that's all right. Marie, she had some valid points. Yeah. <laughs> Who married a holographic representation of this nerd popular joy. virtual star Hatsune Miku back in, in 2018 has been separated from his virtual partner due to a software glitch. Uh that's why my ears almost ended a couple times. A the issue, software glitch. The issue. You really got to get that hardware work. I had out. switched to the new updated version. Yeah. The issue is that the startup that developed a limited production model of Kondo's wife has quote run its course. In other words, the company's out of business. Yep. Fancy that they're making robot wives, and that didn't take off. Well, I want that show. I want to watch robot wives of of Japan or wherever this is. This is that. Real robot wives of Beijing. You are a bitch. China. I will kick you in the cunt. <laughs> it's that what's that guy? The guy with the max head? Max, max headroom. headroom? Yeah, that max guy. Head. The guy with the max head. Max I was so close. Holy fucking shit. Max. The guy with the well, max head. I was head. trying to think of the Michael, robot. You were there. I was you were right there. Headroom. <laughs> headroom. Well, know. it's actually headroom, but we pronounced max headroom. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the device, a $1,300 machine called Gans, actually, as far as wives go, pretty goddamn cheap. Uh, the wife. Than, the wife, am I right? No, I mean, it's cheaper than a fucking wedding. Uh, the target demographic seems to be largely young men. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, to interact with holographic uh, fictional characters and chat with them during the height of the pandemic. The co- Well, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> Uh, the company behind Gatebox announced that it was dis- discontinuing wait, excuse, its wait, discontinuing its excuse, virtual Miku me, service. Excuse me, virtual Miku. Excuse me, Gatebox. <laughs> well, Gatebox. I think you're taking a number of ways. Um, I, I only took it one way. Uh, so instead of like good evening, ch- chastity belt. <laughs> I love. Okay, so this is it's a the, chastity belt for for robot. Wives. This is my favorite part. Is instead. <laughs> Wait, what box, was that? Gatebox. It's a chastity bait for robot wives. Oh, I came up with an urban dictionary term today. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Remind me. Uh, it's so bad I can't say it on the podcast. Um, it's so fucking gross. Um, oh, so instead of a good evening, Conda was greeted with the words network error when he got home from work. <laughs> when he got home after work one day. So he he was at work and she fucking bounced. <laughs> I'm out. This is my opportunity. He's at work. This guy's a fucking creep. He keeps jizzing on my screen. We I don't should, want it. I don't uh, want any of it. We should all text our spouses. Just grotesquely <laughs> humping on air. my screen. <laughs> network air. Next time I get a text from me, I'm going to text back network air. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. 
<laughs> Michael, what do you got? Um, okay, so I wasn't done, but don't worry about it. Okay. We got the gist of the story. I, I think we covered it. Um, Tropicana is introducing cereal made of orange juice instead of milk. Ugh, man, that doesn't. You know what that sounds? That sounds like acid reflux in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, is what that sounds like. Yeah, it does. Sugar That's and a lot orange of orange juice. juice. That's a lot of sugar. Period. Yep. Hey, Juder. Where's his Chromebook? Uh, oh, is it right here under here. this? It's it, under this I little think it's under this blanket. Yeah, right there. That it? Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jude. Good talk. Um, they're saying it's an unforgettable, unforgettable, uh, unforgettable. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I thought, were you trying to do? I, I forgot the R in unforgettable, and it just is a thing. <laughs> unforgettable breakfast experience. The the company is introducing Tropicana Crunch. So that sounds really gross. Yeah, it does. I try it out. Why not? I I just I don't think I could do it. Like just. I'm sure it'll taste fine, but yeah, man, that's yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of sugar. Yeah. That's even more sugar than when you use milk. I think so. <laughs> Um, another one. No, uh, you didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. May. Uh, so if you haven't mowed your grass this month, in the in the month of May, you're late. Really late. I would have had to have fucking bailed mine. <laughs> so people are calling it no May, no mow May, where you just don't um, you I'm don't cut your grass to save the bees. So I, I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to do that simply because I would never get my mower through it. No, it'd take me four hours to mow. I believe in you. Constantly killing the mower and shit. Yeah, you can go by two paces. There's no way guys. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. All right, this is from unless Ma- I'm going to get a fucking scythe. I don't want. <laughs> I what I, happened, Michael? Did you glitch out? No, did you go full I, Miku I was on us, everybody. A fucking uh, network error. I was reading an article, <laughs> and it thing popped up. Never go, Miku. never go full Miku. Um, all right, I got an update on my network error text I sent to Sarah. <laughs> question mark? Question mark? Emoji? Okay, are you just gonna text back network error again? <laughs> I should. Hold on. <laughs> Copy. Oh my paste. god. Oh. All right. Um. This is from NationalGeographic.com. Um, this is a new record, guys. Okay. Fossil Daddy Long. God damn it. Why did that thing pop up again? <laughs> Fossil. It, give me a second here. His eyeballs are gone. They don't exist. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read it quickly. Sergeant Butthole Eyes over uh, there. God damn it. It happened hey, again. Jude's down here. Sorry, Jude. God damn it. Fossil Daddy Longleg sports a 99 million year erection. <laughs> he should really should have called the hotline long before that, I think. You can see this. That's one of my favorite scenes of the 40-year-old virgin. When he goes on that date and kisses that lady. He comes back. He's on the hotline for the Viagra, but he hasn't taken Viagra. Said call if you uh, have had an erection for over four hours. <laughs> um. So yeah, as that's a that's an old boner. That's ninety nine million old, old boner million years of. I can't read the, any more of their article because they want me to subscribe to their fucking website. <laughs> Man, National um, Geographic expensive. There's been a few times in my life where I've kind of off and on yeah. subscribed. I love the magazine, but damn, it's expensive. 
Um, Florida man watches Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times <laughs> to break the record. Why? I mean, I just... <laughs> I mean, I guess everyone, everyone needs a purpose, I guess. <laughs> that's a lot of money. How much money? I don't know how much money it is, but it's... I mean... It, you you see something two hundred? Oh, he's times? in the theater. He in saw the theater. Yeah, Jesus! I oh, thought yeah. you meant at home. No, God. Well, that's like holy. I mean, that's What's thousands. It? Oh yeah, yeah. thousands. Just a tickets. total runtime of seven hundred and twenty hours or thirty days. I, okay. Yeah, let's, I don't get it. Let's go into Foofy. Hey, calm the fuck down. Dude, you, no, got a, like, you got a date? I do have one last yeah, one. because my, my name... bed. I'm tired. I want to oh, go to bed. Buddy, I'm tired too. I'm tired of your bullshit is what I'm tired of. <laughs> you can sleep on these nuts. Right, this, is my last, this is my last one. Uh, because my name is Michael Caine in the, in the thing. Michael Caine attempted to keep his eyes open for eight straight years. Even Michael Caine likes Mike Myers, you dumbass. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was a gold member in Austin, in Austin Powers 3. Anyway, <laughs> and Michael Caine has taste. Michael Caine, his eyes. He tried to not blink for eight years. God damn it! So yeah, that's the that's the story. What but he, but he I, did I miss know. something? What eight, just... eight years. He didn't. He tried to not blink. So did he not blink for eight years? He tried not to. <laughs> And he doesn't. This is the dumbest thing I've he, ever heard. Like, he what does that even mean? He's trained himself I, so he doesn't blink whenever he's acting either. Huh? This is the. I'm about to go to back the, and watch Goldmember again to see if he blinks. Well, I don't know if that was his his during his non blinking era. I don't know what <laughs> it's the red era or the non blinking the white era. <laughs> I don't know which, which films go in that, that <laughs> slice of time. As it were. God, what? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so we time for food. There we oh, go. we're having... Should we not announce who we're having on? Or... Pause, let me pause. What? <laughs> Are you going to announce what Foofy is? or We're going to do a Foofy. It's an interview with Sean Jose, who's a uh, longtime supporter of the podcast. And uh, he, and his wife are, podcast. he and his wife are both huge supporters. have been longtime supporters of the podcast. Um he recently converted to Judaism, so we talk about his story and kind of that path. It's really interesting. It's a good interview. Yeah. So it was a lot. Of, I learned quite a bit, actually. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's very good. All right. Here we go. This is uh, Further Up, Further In. Further Up, and Further Up, Further Up, Further Up, Further Up, Further Up, Further Up, Hey, and we're, <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hi, guys. How are you? Sean looks like OZ, but pronounced Oze, correct? Oze, right. Yeah. right. Oze, like can you, Oze, can you see? Yeah. Sean, Oze, can you <laughs> wait, see? Wait, wait, Yeah, he Oze. never got that. This whole time, your last name's been Oze. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, come on. How would I have known that? I think he's well, said it before. Here's the thing. I've slept so, since then. It, yeah, it, it's pronounced Oze, but if someone says Oz, I don't correct them because that's how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, well, it's got you know, the little, what, what, but you and your, your spouse, that you spell it differently too. That's another thing that yeah. throws me off. So she uses an apostrophe rather than that accent over the first E. Okay. How have I never noticed that? I have. Well, <laughs> now I can't unsee it. So the whole time I was a kid, they told me that we were Irish and it was O apostrophe Z E E. 
And then when they did the genealogy, they found that it was French and it was actually Jose. And it was actually a rendering of the name Hosea. Huh. So oh, it, wow. and it was changed by French Freemasons back in like the 1700s. These Freemasons are good dudes. Yeah. My dad's <laughs> Are they? They yeah. are, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they are. A yeah. little weird. A little weird. Yeah. Uh, we, we had a... Years ago, we had I went. I was working at a church, and we had to rent a uh, space for a while because our mm. other space got flooded. And the only place that we could find was the Masonic Lodge in town, in a small town. And like it was, it was fucking weird, man. Yeah, like, it was like they were like, you can't go upstairs. Do not touch the stairs. Do not. And like, there's all this shit on the walls. And the, the guy that was like letting us into the building was the Grand. What the hell was his name? It was some weird title, like. Uh, mm. Grand, Poo- grand Imperial. Uh, something. Like, yeah. What the hell is happening? I think they called them the Grand Master Flash. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> I think that's right. Head out, yeah. yeah, I think you're correct there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So says, Christine's weighed in. Uh, I've changed my name once and I'm not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's great. Okay. So let's, let's, for you're obviously, you guys have been around the pub for, you and Christine have been around the pub for like a long time. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long five time. Five years, long four time. years, five years. Since uh, 2017. Yeah. I know you guys were early. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how did you find us? That's what I want to okay, know. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to know how, you, how, 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 how I found you guys because, you get here? I found you guys because Christine told me I should do it. And she found, I think she found you guys through Twitter. If I remember okay. right. right. Yep. I know she found Becky wow. Bill that way and some other people. So we've actually met Becky. Oh, she says 2016. Yeah, we're getting uh, live fact checks from Christine. I love it. <laughs> oh, like, why, why did we not just have she's, her on too? She's our CNN. <laughs> pull up, tell her to pull up a, a laptop. We'll figure yeah, it out. Pull, uh, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I, I think she found you guys on Twitter and, and she and was listening to the podcast. And then she introduced me to you guys. I, I remember where we were too. It was at Red Lobster. Um, we are the red lobster of podcasts so yeah. that makes sense we're in a red lobster and uh i first saw all the pub stuff in the in the uh parking lot when we were i think waiting for a table okay interesting crazy yeah. okay so like i know i'm trying to think back to 2016 when you guys have been in I, you've had like a really interesting few years to say the least mm-hmm. right um yeah. and we'll get into any and all of that but talk about a little bit if you would about your upbringing before we get into sort of where you're at now, you're like, what was your upbringing? Where were you from? I know you mentioned us off mic, but yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Like I want, I want to know also like, so where you, where you were brought up in and then also where were you when you yes. started listening to the podcast right. as well? And then not, not, and then go into the few in the year 3000, <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Well, at? Uh, I, I, well, I grew up in North Texas uh, in, in an old town called Saginaw. And uh, it's not not so little anymore. It's about quadrupled in size Hmm. and population from from when I was a kid. And I mean, my parents were not super religious. I mean, I I had a very, I think, kind of typical, normal suburban upbringing. I mean, it it just, you know, there wasn't it wasn't anything all that spectacular. Uh, There was a working class neighborhood. My dad was a truck driver. Uh, My mom did a variety of jobs. And then she finally went into uh, uh, manufacturing when I was about 10 or 11 and she was in that she was in that until she retired which was just a few years ago um, <clears throat> as far as like what religious upbringing I had I really didn't have any uh, my parents were sort of uh, sort of non-practicing Baptists uh, my dad was raised United Methodist 
Uh, my mom was raised Southern Baptist, but neither one of them were real devout on either side. Mm-hmm. And they they never were like real strict with me as far as what I was allowed to read or listen to uh, other than like music. Like if, if someone said the word fuck in a song, <laughs> they would they would confiscate the CD. But for my 14th birthday, for my 14th birthday, they bought me my disc man. Yeah, my first man. disc man. <laughs> yep. And Hell they bought yeah. me uh, they, the, the two CDs they got me from with my disc man were George Carlin's classic gold. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and Cheech and Chong's greatest hit. Oh, wow. My wow. That's <laughs> so incredible. My, my, my parent, my dad was, my dad was a hippie and he, you know, I, I kind of get a lot of that sort of sensibility from him. Uh, and my mom was sort of, sort of evolved from a country cowgirl type to like an earth mother, which is what she is now. Uh, she's very in tune with nature and uh, very experimental and sure uh, you know they're they're just, they're very cool people so they they didn't raise me with any like super strict religious supervision or or doctrine they they wanted me to explore and they wanted me to to see what else what was out there what did the world have to offer and uh, when I was about 14 or 13 really uh, I started going to a Southern Baptist youth group okay. uh, with yes. a friend, and that was kind of where my journey in Christianity got started. Um, now, I had been interested in Judaism for a long time before that, but didn't really have an entree into it because I didn't know any Jews. We weren't related to anyone who was Jewish, and I was told if you weren't born that way, you really didn't have a chance of being right, Jewish. So, right, right. You know, it wasn't. It just wasn't a thing that I ever considered until I got a little, a little bit older, and then. As I got as I got older and kind of got into high school, I started hanging out with the Pentecostal kids and the Word of Faith kids. Um, where I grew up, they have more fun uh, parties. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so where I grew up, um, we were sort of we were sort of uh, ground zero for mega churches in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. And I came up, I came of age at a time shortly after uh, Robert Tilton scandal had happened. Uh, the Jimmy Swagger thing had happened when I was about nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jim Baker thing had happened when I was in when I was in a much school, and I remembered all of the stuff from the televangelists. Yeah, and the big church that everyone went to where I was in high school was Eagle Mountain Church, which was where Kenneth Copeland Ministries is. <laughs> and so, like thousands of people go to this, and they're still there. I mean, that's that church is still going. Yeah, um, and I think bigger than it's ever been. Um, and so a lot of the people that I knew were going to that church. And so I kind of fell in with that crowd. Okay. And it was almost like I fell in with a bad crowd in, in, in reverse. You know? <laughs> totally understand. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that, that was, and I spent about eight years of my life from 1996 until 2004. I remember the weekend too, um, in, in, in the word of faith movement. And that was actually where I went to Bible college. I went to Bible college, uh, at Jerry Stavell Ministries, which was South Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries was uh, North Fort Worth. And was there like I, a turf would, war between the two of them? Not like really, uh, not like really. the Jets I mean, and the Dark right, <laughs> Sharks? Cereal. If you love what? orange, juice, oh, sorry. In Florida, what is going not? on? This could be the treat. Michael, oh, what you got there, buddy? I am so sorry. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert for newsfeed. I, it, I've had that that tab open this whole time, and all of a sudden, it's just going to start playing what a the video. Hell was that? It, it was. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
it's it's a it's, it's a news feed item for uh, Tropicana introducing cereal made for orange juice. So. Oh Jesus! Ew! Cereal? What? We what? Well, well, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, okay, okay, we'll get to that. All right. I think we got your opinion on it though. <laughs> it's noted. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I go to the Bible College, and I I went to work for a ministry that I will not name. Uh, it was neither neither one of those other two. Um, and the reason I will not name it is because I signed an NDA over 20 years ago that is saying that I wouldn't disparage them. Oh my uh, God. So Jeez. I will only disparage them without naming them. Uh, <laughs> I gotcha. But it was, that was five months of my life that I could never have back. And, uh, it was, it was just wretched. I mean, I mean, that experience was how I started deconstructing, uh, from that point that was in 2000. Okay. So I graduated. I graduated uh, Bible college in 1999. I went right out of high school, and I was working at the same factory that my mom worked at, and went to work uh, for this ministry in Arlington, Texas. And for about five months, I was there, um, getting paid next to nothing. I was there. I, I don't know. Sometimes fifty to sixty hours a week, depending on what all was going on, and taking just endless amounts of crap from the people who ran the who ran the place which were the two ministers and yeah so the the minister that was that that he was named for uh was almost never there because he was on the road his wife ran the office well his right his wife oversaw everything so you had everyone just because it was only five employees we all had to report to her and oh on days when I saw her car there, my, my stomach would tighten up. I would just, I would have a like small panic attacks because she was impossible to, to deal with. And after, after about five months of dealing with that, I decided I'd had enough and, uh, and, and left there. Seeing that up close was how I started questioning things. And, you know, it, it, even when I was in Bible college, I would question a lot of things that they said there too, because it just, some of it just didn't make sense. And I didn't quite buy into everything. Right. And because of that, I wasn't a very good student. I think I had a C average, uh, you know, at a place that, you know, it, it, it was probably a lot easier to pass with flying colors there than I made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just regurgitate whatever they tell you. Right. Right. Yeah. You yep. know? Yeah. I get it. But I mean, at, at when I was 20, I didn't think that way. I just, I was, I was too inquisitive and I kept asking questions. Which you're not allowed to do. No, you know, yep, it's, no. it's you know it's verboten. You don't do that. Um, so getting a little bit older, um, we get to 2004. Um, we had been a part of another large church in in South Fort Worth that was associated with my Bible college, which by then had kind of just shut down and become a correspondence school for prisoners. Okay. Uh, if it's still around, that's all it is. Uh, I have no idea if it's still around or not. Um, excuse me. Sometime in 2004, they fired the youth ministers, and we'd been we'd, be, we'd been working with. We were part of the youth team there, and they really didn't. They fired them for literally no reason. We couldn't find anything that they had done. Sounds we had no familiar. Idea. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's we amazing how universal these experiences yeah. are. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So they have a meeting with all of us volunteers and we've been, like I said, we've been with, with these people for at, at that point about two years. And, you know, the, the, the team was a very close knit. We were, we were, we worked good together. There were about seven or eight of us total. And we all had different things that we did. 
and I think and my job was my job was security and usher. So I would keep kids quiet, throw kids out uh, <laughs> if they needed to be, which I did. Uh, I threw the I threw the senior pastor's grandson out. Nice, times. nice. Yeah, because he was the biggest pain in the ass in the yeah, whole group. I mean, that he tracks. Was, you know, like he, the, he got the, away with everything. God, I think like I figured out. Like, I think I figured out the ministry. It's the Will and Jada Pinkett Smith <laughs> ministry, isn't it? That's exactly what it was. I'm pretty Will sure. I think, I think that's what you're describing. I think it was called Roadhouse. Yes. It was fucking right. Jaden, yeah. man. It was fucking Jaden. <laughs> Everybody knows that kid is just a. I threw. I threw. We'll call him Jaden. I threw Jaden's ass out several times. <laughs> And he's the Patrick Swayze of like youth groups. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> you know, there was there was one. There, there were another couple of kids that were that were these children of the excuse me the stepchildren of the associate minister. Uh, one of whom, uh, I, I don't know if he's done any jail time for it or not, but he he, oh, he had a history had a history of assault, and he, he actually power bombed me through a futon and broke the futon with my body. Power bombed yeah. me through a futon. He did. I mean, what the? I think we have our hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> power bomb through a futon, <laughs> bent the frame. That is insane. Okay, so yeah, real yeah. quick before you go on, yeah. Christine said God spoke on an airplane. Do we you know had, what so, this is referencing? Yes. Okay, yes. let's let's hear. So it. we had they had the meeting with all of us to let us know that they were firing the youth ministers and bringing in two other people. And by the way, those two people they were bringing in. Their 18-year-old daughter had just died a couple of months prior to this in a, <laughs> in a tragic drowning. What? Yeah. So and so why the why they brought him on for this? I, I mean, it's like they didn't have enough to deal with, and now they're going to you know put this whole other responsibility on him. It just seemed to me it just seemed irresponsible. It just seemed it seemed gross to me. So we had this meeting, and we have the senior pastor's wife and his daughter, and. I think one or two other people from the board were there and they tell us that they on their private plane, uh, <laughs> they always throw that in. Of course. Uh, on their private plane, they had a, they had a vision from God uh, uh, about uh -huh. what to do with the youth group. And they, uh, and they all sobbed together and decided, yes, we're, we're going to fire these people and bring on these other people. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to be what we're going to do. And, and everyone in the room, with the exception of the people on the board and maybe one or two of the youth volunteers, everyone in there, we're all looking dumbfounded as you know, like you really think we're buying this shit. <laughs> wow. None of us bought it. We all thought it was horseshit. It sounded because it just, none of it rang true to anybody. Uh, yes. I mean, the Lord just, of the private plane. Right. <laughs> you know. So they bring on the new people and nothing against the new people. They were fine. You know, nothing against them. That's not their um, fault, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't their fault. Yeah. You know, I didn't have any, any issue with them. It just wasn't the same. And I didn't feel like we belonged there anymore. I just kind of felt. And plus, I just, the whole thing felt gross to me. And we ended up kind of somewhere in that summer. It was, it was August of 2004. It was toward the end of August. Um, we're sitting in church. And we were there, and our church services would last two and a half, three hours Oof. usually. Whoa. Oh my gosh! Boy, that is that. Is what do they think they are? A podcast? That is two to two and a, <laughs> right. just two to two and a half hours too long. It turns out every fucking week, right? <laughs> and they, the senior pastor has started this series on tithing, and I don't know how long you can talk about tithing without getting bored yourself, listening to yourself talk about it. Yeah, but apparently he could go on a long fucking time. Well, if it's about buying tithing. you a private plane, bro, you could talk about yeah. it all day, every day. I'll bet you. Could. See, I think his perspective was different than mine. 
<laughs> um, and I, I remember sitting there and my ass getting numb and, and me just being like, what are we? And then we get out to the parking lot and I knew what the subject was, but I remember looking at Christine and saying, I can't remember anything that he said in there. I mean, my brain had gone completely numb. I had, yeah. I had blocked everything out and I couldn't remember what, what we had done in there. And at that point we decided we're done. We're, we're I think we're going to just, just check out and yeah. move on to something else. And we did, but the following week we went to a church and we kind of been talking about maybe trying out at some point. And, uh, uh, lots of problems with that church too, but for, for what we needed at the time, um, it worked. Sure. You know, at least, at least kind of gave us a respite and gave us a break, um, and gave us somewhere else to go and gave us, you know, a, a sense of community. Uh, and like I said, a sense of separation from where we had been because it was yeah. doctrinally and, yeah. and, uh, practically very different. Plus the, the service lasted 50 minutes. We were in and out of there. Could, <laughs> there you go. You go home to your laundry, <laughs> get your shit done. Yep. Beat the Baptist to the uh, to Applebee's, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can abuse the staff there before they of do. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, we're there for a little while, and then we moved to Oklahoma. Uh, we moved. We moved here in 2005. We moved up to a, a little town called Bartlesville. Okay. Which is uh, about an hour or so north of Tulsa. It's almost to the Kansas state line. And. We were there for a couple of years. I didn't really get involved with a lot with a church until we found one that we kind of liked. I don't, I don't even know what denomination they were. I still don't. Um, I just know that they were, you know, they were they were casual. They had a praise band. They let me play guitar with them. So, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Um, they weren't nuts. They weren't Pentecostals. They weren't crazy. So we kind of just went for it. Sure. And when we left there uh, in 2008... We ended up moving to Lawton, Oklahoma, which is southwest. So it's the opposite corner from from Bartlesville. It's a pretty good distance. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and when we when when we I left there, I left Lawton, left Bartlesville rather in January of '08. We actually moved all of our stuff uh, into a house there. In, I think it was Memorial Day weekend, so it was May. Uh, the 2008 primaries are going on. I remember uh, laying on a uh, an air mattress watching John McCain give his uh, speech because he, I think he had just gotten the delegates to be the Republican candidate yep. and, uh, and thinking, yeah, I like him, but I'm going to vote for the other guy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we were looking for churches there and we, we ran into a few that we just, that just didn't click until we found the Methodist church. But by this point for me, I kind of divorced myself from Christianity altogether. I just, it's something just didn't click. It just, whatever, whatever that thing is that allows you to believe something and not question it. Yeah. Uh, whatever that gene is, I don't have it. Sure. I just Makes don't. Sense. And, and shit was just not adding up and it wasn't working for me, but the community aspect of it did. So rather than, just say, look, I'm an agnostic or an atheist or whatever I might have been at the time. Uh, and I'm just not going to do this anymore and seclude myself. I went ahead and, and, and still went to church, still got involved in things, played in the, played in the band there for for several years. What uh, and really, did you play? I really enjoyed it. I played, well, uh, I started off uh, playing guitar and then moved to bass. 
then drums because we there was a time where we were between drummers and then I left uh, and then when we got a, a really good drummer I went back to playing bass and that's where I was until I, we left there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, is that is that where you were when you joined the pub? Were you still there? No. Okay, but we're. I swear you were doing sound or something at a church somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, you haven't after, gotten there yet. Gotcha. Yeah, after Keep we going. got after we got to Oklahoma City, um, there you know we were still involved in the, in the United Methodist Church. Okay. And uh, some a friend of ours from Lawton had uh, had sort of uh, introduced us to some other people that were up here who had a church that was a plant. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot of people in it, uh, but it was the <laughs> church that Jessica Zahn went to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she was there. And uh, she now goes to a church that was pastored by another friend of ours that we met in London. Just, 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 and that's not by design. That was just a, kind of an ironic thing. Yeah. Uh, but she and her family uh, go there now. And that, that friend has now moved to Arizona, but that church is still going. And there are lovely people there. And uh, not long after we got there, um, I got involved with that group. I played bass for them occasionally and then started running sound for them. And for the entire time we were there until we left, um, I, I, I was running sound for them. Uh, I ran sound for them up until my very last Sunday with them, uh, which was in 2019. That was right before right. New Year's. Yep. And Just I was before I was, everything went to shit. Well, <laughs> so what happened there was um, I was going to go to northwest kansas on a work assignment for six weeks and my the intention was i was going to go do that uh assignment come back and just pick up where, where we'd been that sunday they told us that the service that we've been going to which is on sunday mornings was now going to be moved to wednesday night i worked out of town during the week so that was prohibitive for me i wouldn't i wasn't gonna be able to be there anymore and while they're talking about this, I texted Christine, who was just, he was in the same room, but I was up in the sound booth. And I told her, I think this is our off ramp. Uh, <laughs> we, we've, been, we've been kind of talking about, you know, yep. that we want to stick around with all these yep. changes, you know, as plus the, the, the Methodist church, as I'm sure you're aware, is undergoing its own yep. Yep. Uh, tumult. And that is now at a, almost at a boiling point. Now they're, they're actually splitting as we're, as we speak. Uh, the, the conservatives who don't want to accept queer people are forming their own denomination. Plus, they've now um, blown up pieces of the original denomination to where when this split is done, there are going to be fragments of both. Ah, just just as, the, just as the Lord prayed would happen. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. And, uh, you know, I, and and the thing is, in 2019, I was involved with uh trying to change those rules, at least in Oklahoma. So the Oklahoma conference meets every couple of years. The, the annual conference meets once a year and they elect people to go to the general conference who are the delegates that vote on the changes to the book of discipline, which is what all this is about. Uh, all this is about two sentences, I think in the book of discipline where they says, where it says homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching or something to that effect. And there, and, and because of those two lines, they do not allow queer people to be uh, ordained as clergy, and they don't allow any clergy to perform gay weddings. Uh, you're allowed to go to them. You can speak at them. You can't have them at your church, and you can't officiate them. God. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta be real careful what you do. If you of go. course. 
And so many Methodist ministers that I know have gone and made speeches, but they are not allowed to, you know, even though, even if they want to desperately, they, they're not allowed to, unless uh, they will be fired or, you know, have some other kind of uh, damage to their career. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's an ugly, hateful, terrible situation that they're going through. And the people that stayed, uh, which I did for longer than I really planned to, they we, they stayed because they they wanted to change it and they wanted to fight to change it and that was kind of what i wanted to do so i put myself up as a delegate to the general conference i, I went for election and like every like any political convention there are there are groups that 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 uh, i don't want to say collude but they they get together and they they, they strategize <laughs> they, they strategize they try to, they, you know, they, they try to come up with a way like, okay, here are the candidates we know we can send. Here's who's electable. Here's who's not electable. And, and they, they coordinate. There are text chains and, you know, all, so when the voting happens, um, you know, you end up with a list of names. Okay, this is who we're going to vote for on the first round, the second round, the third round. I mean, so you know who's, who you're going to vote for every round of voting for these delegates. Uh, and this thing, this could take hours. This can take the whole afternoon to do. Sounds exhilarating. It actually kind of was. Oh to yeah, be honest with you. Well, I mean, for me anyway, as a candidate. Oh, um, that makes sense. But now, now here's the thing: is when the 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 liberals, I guess you could call us, all had our candidates, and there were I think twelve or fourteen of us, and then the conservatives had their candidates, and with all the spots filled up, the top, I think I forget how many it was, the top eight conservatives or nine conservatives or whatever it was. <laughs> Took all nine spots, and then our the very first liberal on the on the liberal list was like the tenth spot. So that's who we're sending to the general conference, and they're all going to vote like nine to one to keep the language in the book of discipline. Yeah. So that's that's how that shook out. Can we talk so, about I mean, the was... words "book of discipline" and how much that makes me want to gag? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, yeah. I, I'm like I'm like listening to you talk about that process and going like, yeah. how did we get from like a homeless preacher yeah. talking about love to that? Yeah. Like my God, like that it's is just, just to deciding nuts. who can be part yeah. of the church. And that who is can. nuts. Yeah. yeah. There were there there was a, a young woman uh, I say woman they're they're non-binary I, I shouldn't say woman um, that was at that conference that hugged me right after all the all the voting was done and just said I'm so damn proud of you <laughs> and that young person is um, also a Jewish convert and is also was someone who was going to seminary and quit because of all of this. Because they were just like, I, I, I can't. This is, this is. I'm not going to be a part of an organization that is going to actively discriminate and harm queer people, which this person is. Uh, now that person left there. I know, I know a lot of other young Methodist ministers who are in the closet that will not come out because they don't want to lose their credentials and they don't want to end up without a career and without a way to further their cause within the, within the denomination later, should things change. Yeah. Uh, and I understand where they're coming from. I mean, I don't, I don't judge them for that. I, I, I applaud their stick to itiveness. I think that's, that's admirable. So I, I don't, you know, sure. I, I don't have any ill will toward them at all. Um, unbeknownst to all those people, um, uh, I had been reading up on Judaism at that point 
for about five months. Okay. What well, what year is this? Where are we at in the timeline? We're in 2019. Okay. And in 2020, we get to New Year's Day. We're in Dallas for the uh, Winter Classic. Uh, <laughs> I remember you guys showing pictures of that. Wonderful yeah. game. Yeah, wonderful <laughs> game between Dallas and Nashville. Uh, shout out to Robbie and uh, Alyssa Lambert, <laughs> who were at that game with us. We had dinner with them afterwards. Nice. Uh, and they were wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and my dad was there and uh, w- with us and we had a, we had a ball. We had a great time. It was just, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic afternoon. And it was the last good day of 2020. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There weren't many <laughs> of them. Were there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next day I drove, uh, on very little sleep from, from here to Colby, Kansas, uh, for that work assignment that was going to go for six weeks. And, during that time, uh, during my time in, in, in Kansas, not only did I get deathly ill, uh, way sicker than I ever got when I had COVID. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and this was pre, this was pre COVID, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I got so sick that my, my I lost my hearing in my yeah. right ear and was totally deaf in this year. Um, during that time, there was an audio book that had just come out that I listened to. Uh, called here all along. You had Sarah Hurwitz oh, on. Oh, yes. You ask. I had you ask questions yeah. for that yeah, episode. That's right. I yeah. forgot about Dude, she that. She was great, right. man. We yeah. Because I just saw. Yeah, I just saw that you were on. Uh, what was it? Goodreads. Uh, I Goodreads, saw that you had yeah. read read the book, and I was like, if you've got any questions, like that's what, right. Ask yeah. Me. Man, totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good. That <laughs> and was. I a, sent, yeah. And I sent Michael. I sent Michael. I think a, like a, a page. A whole oh yeah. Page of, of questions. Yeah. And we used a ton um, of them, if not all of them. Yeah. Yeah, you did, and and, and it, I I love the interview. By the way, I don't know if I told you guys or not. She was I, a blast. I thought she, yeah, I, yeah, I thought she was she was terrific. Uh, people don't know who she is. She was a uh, she was a, a speech writer for originally for Wesley Clark back in two thousand four. That was her first gig. Then she was a speech writer for John Kerry, and then Hillary Clinton, then the Obamas, and then she was a head speech writer for Michelle Obama during yeah. the Obama years. We're trying to uh, look so up which episode she was on. It's been a oh few gosh, years, yeah, it's so. uh, that was in 2020. I remember yeah. that. I think it was May of 2020. So we're talking two years. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to that book, and that was probably the fourth or fifth book on Judaism that I listened to, and that was the one that pushed me over the edge and said, I'm going to make this official because I, I identify with this so much and this resonates with me. And I can't tell you if it's anything specifically that she said in that book, other than I heard her, her passion for it. I heard her love for it come through. I heard the way, what she described, what she described the Hyperkadesha, which is the Holy Society. That's the people that, that are with a, a dead body. Um, uh, after the person dies and, and that way the body's never alone yep. between the time of death and when they're buried. Uh, and that's a group that never announces who they are. You'll never know who they are cause they won't tell you. Um, I, there was something about that. I know that just resonated. It went off like a, like a rocket with me that I thought that is one of the most incredible things I've ever heard of. And for me, that was something I wanted to be a part of. Uh, the Jewish community is community centric, which I always liked, and not especially heavy on doctrine. So I mean, there aren't a whole lot of Jewish beliefs. Yep. There are Jewish practices, customs, rituals, and history, but not a ton of beliefs. And you can find as much diversity in Jewish belief as you can find people in it. Yep. Um, 
the only two red lines are the Jesus red line because that makes you a Christian. Sure. (laughs) And polytheism. Um, if the, 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 uh, one rabbi that I talked to, uh, described Jewish theology as the belief in one God or fewer, but not more than one. <laughs> I like that. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> one God or fewer. Well, I think we need uh, to say the reason we're having you on is because you converted to Judaism, which is like you said yeah. early on, it's, it's kind of an unusual thing. Not unusual. I, that's maybe a bad yeah. term, but like. It's not, it's not, you're really... the only person I know that's gone from Christian that I know personally. I mean, I've heard yeah. it, but personally that's gone yeah. from Christianity to Judaism. Yeah. It is a, yeah. a, a, a much narrower path of people that, that do that. And yeah. so that's why it's really been really interesting to watch. Cause it was like, it was funny because I was like thinking forever, you know, you guys were Christians and all of a sudden, like I'm looking at your posts and you're like talking about temple and i'm like what the, what the fuck happened like <laughs> I, it was it was just like a, is he yeah is he going to yeah. like was he talking temple temple like a, like and then it kind of i was kind of watching it develop and then it was just yeah. what like a couple months ago that you were officially yeah i don't know it's converted the right i don't even know what the right terminology is i i got i was i was i can well so i went through a conversion process which okay. uh is a minimum of a year some okay. of them last some of the last you know three or four years um, and, and I, I, uh, converted through the reform movement, which will, it, it's a little bit more liberal. It, it takes people a little bit, a little bit less time. Um, I know one person who converted in less than a year. And the only reason that person converted in less than a year was because the rabbi told that person that this is not the biggest change you've ever made. And that's because that person was trans. Wow. Um, yeah, huh. and and that, and that person came from a very strict religious home where being transgender was not not thought well of, and and he had you know all this stuff happened to him. So his conversion, I think, was actually accelerated a little bit, and uh, and that person now runs a uh, it, it leads a Hillel at at, at uh, uh, University of Oklahoma. Okay. Which is uh, like Hillel's, a it's like a campus house type thing, right? Like yeah. a Jewish campus house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most co- most public colleges will yeah. have one. It's, I know. It's just I a, use a, just a community one. of Jewish. Yeah. A yep. Jewish community of students. Yeah. Uh, he he leads services and stuff there now. Okay. And he's a great guy. Uh, really, really good guy. That's actually how I met him. And then uh, we found out we knew a bunch of other activists around Oklahoma City. We all we knew a lot of the same people. It was a really cool way that we kind of we kind of got together. Um, but now I've lost my train of thought. Uh, so so that, oh, oh, okay yeah, go ahead. I know where I was. So I I completed my conversion process in December, it was right before New Year's, and that process again it was about a year. Uh, for me it was it was more like a year and a half, just starting from 2020 in February, which was that was when Purim happened, uh, and then that was that was sort of the first Jewish holiday or or festival that I really took part of. The only way I did that was I watched the Purim spiel on my iPad in Kansas when I was in the hotel. Uh, it was from Central Synagogue in New York City. And I didn't really understand a lot of it. I knew kind of the kind of the gist of what Purim is. Purim is is the story is the telling of the story of Esther mm-hmm. uh, in, in the in the, the Hebrew Bible. And it's the only story in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible uh, that doesn't mention God. It's com- it's a completely human story. God is not mentioned at all in the Book of Esther, and that there there's a whole thing that goes a whole liturgy that goes along with it. There's there's a play that goes along with it. There's uh, 
drinking at synagogue, which is kind of fun. There's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was one rabbi that said that uh, you're supposed to get so you're supposed to drink so much at Purim that you don't know which one's Haman and which one is uh, uh, the Mor- other guy that I was Mordecai. Mordecai. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, so yeah, <laughs> now, now my rabbi will tell you, and she makes it a point every year to say there is no commandment that you have to get wasted at Purim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of cleaning up vomit out of the bathrooms. Can you please, please I think, stop? <laughs> I think what it was was when she became the rabbi here, she, because apparently they did this before. They um they they did like have like hard liquor instead of during Purim. People would just get shit faced, and she was like, <laughs> "I have young kids." I don't want this going on. I just want to be able to bring my family to this thing. So please don't get shit faced at the synagogue. That's so good. <coughs> that sounds like a really awesome punk you... band. <laughs> shit faced at the shit synagogue. Shit faced yeah. at the synagogue. Yeah. It's like if the panic else... at the disco cover band. Yeah, yeah. that's it. If you know, if, if nothing else, uh, it could be a nice punk record. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, so so starting from from February of 2020. Um, that was when I did things like I gave up pork. Um, I gave up, uh, I started trying to find some way to observe Shabbat. Uh, you know, not, not super, I'm not, I'm not still not super, uh, you know, observant when it comes to that. I, I do observe it and I do, sure. there are certain things I won't do on Shabbat. Um, I don't order things online on Shabbat, but I mean, I, I work in telecommunications and occasionally I do have to work. So, you know, sure. there, there is that, but yeah. I do things to make that day different and to make it feel different, you know, because the, the whole thing is to keep it separate, yep. keep it special. Makes sense. It's Shabbat is the holiest day for Jews. We have holy, we have holidays, and but the the most important day for us is Shabbat, and then we get that once a week, and it's our respite. It's just when we get to relax. You do something, you do something good for yourself. You do something enriching for yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's not just that you're confined in your house in the dark with no lights on. Right. Uh, and you can't use your stove. It's not that, although some people do that. Um, it's, 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 it's a respite for your soul. It's a respite for your mind. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be a different yeah. day. So you know, Abraham Heschel called it uh, a cathedral in time. Oh God. Absolutely. That book, the sa- that the, book, the yes. book, the Sabbath Holy was shit. That fantastic. book is crazy good, but a cathedral yeah. in time. And that's what it I, is. I have I'll, just real quick. I have a yeah. really saw the one the reason one of this reasons this in your journey has intrigued me so much is like I know Matt too, especially I, I can't speak for Michael, but when we were in it, when we were in youth ministry, we went to the Rob Bell conference and learning with Rob Bell, te- Rob Bell's teachings. He started having us read Jewish authors, like mm-hmm. because it, it actually. I, so I have a soft spot mm-hmm. for Judaism because yeah, I, I I grew up I grew up with the idea that Judaism was the it was just the law it was the uh, it was it was like a soulless wrote mm-hmm. like there's no life in it it's just people following dead laws right <laughs> turns out it was the church yeah it turns all. out they had that completely <laughs> they had that completely ass backwards yeah. but that was our that was our there that was our understanding and like yeah. beside the fact that i'm not going to talk about jesus because this is your night but like in your interview but i want to it actually helped me understand some of jesus's teachings in a completely different light in a more yeah. i would call a more humanistic yeah. light like the, some of the stuff he was saying right. was like because of i was starting to understand the context of a homeless jewish preacher well in the first and, and just the way that the way like the jewish 
people thought at that time. Right. Like an Eastern mentality versus our Greek Western mentality, completely right. different. Completely, completely different. different. Yeah. yeah. And so I have a, I have a real, I, I don't, I'm not a Christian anymore either, but like, so, but I do still have like a real soft spot for Judaism because I, when I started reading those, I started realizing, oh no, there's life in this. Mm. Like this isn't a group of people that are just, because I think the reality is I think that when most people hear Judaism, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on too, was, yeah. When most people think about it, they think of dudes in Brooklyn in a shtetl where, with their braids and their hats and their tassels and their coats and like, you know, or, you know, rocking back and forth and praying at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Like, I think that's what people think. Of. And that certainly is is Judaism. It's a form mm -hmm. of Judaism. But there are others. I think and, about Modest yeah. Yahoo. And well, Modest Yahoo was one of those guys. He's not now, but he was an orth he was Orthodox, which mm -hmm. and so you're you're not wearing tassels right now. You have a fairly bald head and you're like, so obviously that's not <laughs> your, no, I'm really rude. I'm dude. Well, I, I was did. bald as shit. Are you kidding? He's got me? some hair there. No, I just, I see it. you know what I mean? Dick. No, you're a dick. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's obviously not your stream that you're yeah. of Judaism that you're in. I would assume it's re reform. Is mm -hmm. that what it's called? Or is there a different, yeah. okay. No, it's, it's called reform. Okay, so what does that look like? What is your Judaism? What does your stream of Judaism look like on a day-to-day -day basis? What is this? What is this done for you, day-to-day, -day, overall, big picture? Through even I, you started to mention your health problems. You, what's how's it helped you through that? You can't yeah. possibly talk too much. So answer any okay. of those questions or none of them, whatever you want to. Well, do. Well, I'll tell you. So on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, Jewish ethics for me are super important sure. and and that and, and Sarah Hurwitz spends a lot of time talking about that in her book and, episode 209 was, episode 209 by the way if episode you're interested 209, in okay. 209. Yes. yep um that's one of the things that she, that she talks about a lot in that book and she doesn't present it in, in, in a way that is uh legalistic like we don't do this we do this there are 613 things you must not do um, she doesn't represent it that way. There are 613 what we call mitzvot or, yep. or mitzvahs or commandments. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, some of those you can only do if you're a priest. Some of those you can only do if you're a man. Some if you're a woman. Uh, so if you're non-binary, I don't know where you'd fall into that. Um, there are some you can only do if you live in Israel. So they're not everything. Not all of them apply to you. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> there are reasons why you do certain things. For instance, there's the Commandment. Now, it's a commandment that I don't hold especially uh, strictly to, but there is one about not mixing meat and dairy. Yep. Uh, and the only thing that it says in Torah is you are not to boil a kid in its mother's milk because it's cruel to the animal. Hmm. It, it would be cruel to the to the to the mother to watch uh, to be killed in front of her child. It would be cruel to the kid, uh, you know, to to watch his mother die. You know, all that stuff. So. Cruelty was really the the issue there, not necessarily mixing meat and dairy. Yeah, right. Um, there are kosher ways of butchering animals so that you minimize the suffering. There's a special blade and a special uh, uh, way that you do it, a special technique that you use. And it, any kosher butcher that you find now will adhere to that because otherwise it's not kosher. Yep. Otherwise it would just be a butcher. Right. Um, those were the things that I, that I, I learned about and thought, okay, this is what makes you question why do we do certain things 
Sure. Why do I not do certain things? And how much thought should I put into it? Is it okay for me to eat pork? Well, probably. It's it's probably more sanitary than it was. But here's the thing. The reason I don't eat pork, even though I loved bacon uh, <laughs> before, I don't do it now because it does make you different. It does make you stand out. You're a Jew. If you if, if I wanted my life to be easy, I wouldn't be Jewish. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, you know, it, but it, and, and what not eating pork, what avoiding pork does for me is it, it ties me to a people and it ties me to a history mm-hmm. yep. and it binds me to that community. Sure. Whether or not I can it. give you a good answer as to why eating pork is good or bad or indifferent for me, that's, that's the reason I don't do it. It sure. seems like with um, Judaism, there's always, there's the, the written letter and then there's the spirit of which you just talked about. Like, it's not just about yes. not eating milk and dairy together or meat and dairy. It's about well, the mean, cruelty behind it. There's always like a second yeah. or third level. I mean, isn't that what the, the oral Torah was about? You had the written yeah. Torah, but then yeah. you had all the, the, uh, yeah. the Mishnah and the uh, Talmud and like all these right. things that were like, the, it was essentially these. And, and honestly, I, 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 Judaism was a massive part of my deconstruction mm-hmm. because it taught me yeah. to ask questions. That's yeah. the whole gist of the damn religion. Like, right. It's it, to question everything. And so I love that, that you're, you're going, you're, I've never heard, but I've never, it's interesting. I've never heard anybody approach stuff like kosher yeah. in the way that you're talking about. Because once again, I just grew up with the idea that it was just legalism. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but yeah. you're saying, no, 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 this is why there's life in it because it causes me even with, do I want bacon? Sure. But by not eating it, not only do I stand out as what I am now as something mm-hmm. different, set apart, whatever, but yeah. also this ties me to a tradition that is older than any of us can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And it's like Judaism. It, it, it's almost like what you're talking about is that unlike Christianity, which goes the opposite direction, Judaism makes you more self-aware mm-hmm. of what you're doing, what you're eating, yeah. not just what you're doing, but why the reasons for why are you taking a, a, taking a sh- the Sabbath? Why? Yeah. Well, there's a re- yeah. there's a specific there's reasons for that. Why are yeah. you not mixing your meat and your day? Well, there's reasons for that. I mean, it makes you more self aware of. Uh, it kind of puts you in the moment. Like, why am I doing this thing? Why am I feeling this thing? Why am mm. I partaking in this ritual? Yeah, I don't know. It just it's interesting because Christianity goes the opposite way. It makes you Christians the least self aware people on earth. Like it, it just. It drives me nuts. Hi, mom. Yeah, I mean, it's like they hope you find your dad. Judaism teaches you to think, and Christianity teaches you what to, what to think. Yeah, I mean that's the yeah. di- that's ultimately one of the biggest differences, other than you know the Jesus thing. Um, yeah, it, it's one teaches you what to think, one teaches you how. Yeah, yeah. And until we yeah. learn how to think, and we learn to think by reading these Jewish authors, by reading all these these sources that, that talk about Judaism and. Um, both modern and ancient, like it, it, it really taught us to deconstruct. One of my all-time mm-hmm. favorite nonfiction books is uh, "To Heal a Fractured World" by Rabbi uh, Jonathan Sachs. Yeah, yeah. Have you read that one? I have it in my uh, iTunes yeah, or it, my, it, my, my, my ebooks, but I haven't blew, read it. Blew my dick Fantastic. off when I read it years ago. I was still in youth ministry yeah. and read it, and it was like, gee, this yeah. is. God, it was just top to bottom fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so keep talking about your day to day. Sorry, we inter- oh, okay. interrupted. Yeah. Well, and what I was what I was about to get to, and and you guys brought and you guys actually touched on it. Um, what what when I, when I first started in that conversion class, one of the first things we learned was the letter of the law versus spirit of the law, or what what in Hebrew is the kabbah and the kabbanah. Yep. Um, there's a there's a reason why you do things, and then there's 
what you actually do. And those may not be the same thing. And I mean, I, I know Jews who don't keep kosher at all. I know Jews who eat pork. I know Jews who will do whatever they want on Saturdays. And they're totally fine with it because they, to them, there are other aspects of Judaism that were more important. Sure. The ethical aspect of it, um, the spiritual aspect of it, and perhaps uh, Kabbalah in some cases, uh, which is a pretty fascinating study that I know virtually nothing about. But it's, it's I'm kind of the mystical, with. kind of the mystical arm of Judaism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it, it stems from the Zohar, which there's a whole other thing about that, which is very odd and, and very and very interesting, though. It's 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 a crazy story about that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but one that I'm very not not very well versed on at all, but would like to be. Um, for for me, day to day, um, we have this thing called the Modin Ani, which is the morning prayers. And there's there's a formal version of it that you could do. I just think it to myself. I'm awake. I'm alive, and so I'm doing fine. That's yeah. usually the, that's usually the, the the first thing I think of. And I try to make I try to make a discipline out of that. Because I don't want to think about it later and be like, oh, shoot, I should have I should have done that earlier. Um, you know, I like to get that done. And I like that to be the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm alive and I'm awake. I'm OK. Sure. You know, there was a time where that was in question and that may not have happened. So for me, it's it, it, it takes on even greater meaning because there was a time just last year where I didn't know if I was going to make it to the next week Yeah. Uh, because yeah. of my health issues. Um and that was another, you know, strange thing to, to go through during the conversion process. There was one one week we were all meeting on Zoom and I joined the Zoom from the hospital. And I had, I had told the, the volunteer coordinator that was sort of overseeing the class and what was going on uh, and to let people know because I didn't want anybody to be surprised. Well, I get on the Zoom and the rabbi's on there with us and she looks at the face. She goes, Sean, are you in the hospital? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, yeah. And then she goes, "You want to elaborate on that?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that and that was that was the first of three uh, hospital stays from last year. Um, there was a point getting to the end of the uh, conversion process where I knew I was going to have surgery, and I knew that I was going to have to go through the mikvah, which is the ritual bath. It's yep. where baptism sort of yep. comes from. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of parallels there, mm -hmm. and. There's a synagogue here in Oklahoma City that has a mikvah. Mine doesn't have one. Uh, and there's also one in Tulsa that has one. The mikvah here is at the conservative synagogue, uh, Emmanuel Synagogue, or Emmanuel Congregation, I think is the name of it. And reform and conservative are actually very similar. There's a, a few little differences here and there, but like Rabbi Danya Rottenberg yeah, is conservative. She's, awesome. she's fantastic. I freaking love uh, her. And conservative. You got to get her on, by the way. You got anyway. to, yeah. She's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, conservative is one of the most liberal streams of Judaism. Why they call it conservative, I don't know, but they do. <laughs> Interesting. It's a little more conservative than reform, which is probably almost the most liberal. I think the most liberal is actually secular, uh, which is a different kind of a deal, um, or humanistic Judaism, which is basically Judaism without all the God stuff. Yep. Uh, and I know I know a couple of people that have converted through that that are now reform. Um, but I was going to have to go through the mikvah. And for people who don't know, um, back in September, I almost died from Crohn's disease. Right. And I had to have my colon removed. So without a colon, you get uh, you, you get what's uh, called an ileostomy. And so I have an ileostomy that hangs off of my front. And that is where 
waste is expelled. Yep. Um, that might be permanent. Don't know. Uh, I'm, per I'm probably at peace with it if it is because I'm not in pain. I'm not dying. I'm not suffering. <laughs> right, sure. Um, yeah. I'm only annoyed, and I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also knew that you have to go through the mikvah naked, and I didn't know how this would work. Really? Naked? I didn't know that. Yeah, the mikvah, the mikvah you go through naked. Huh. Um, and well, that, 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 that spice because... church, that spice church up a bit. Baptisms are naked. <laughs> Probably boost the, the numbers. Well, the, the reason is the yeah, that's what is... we need is youth ministers baptizing naked teenagers. <laughs> oh, oh God, oh, Jesus, that's probably Just... fair. God, well, yeah. <laughs> the only way you can do that is if you're a Republican member of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not so, us. Hi, Matt. Yeah. No, we're not talking about. Hi, him. Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. The reason you go through naked is because every part of the water is supposed to touch your body. Otherwise, it's not kosher. And that means the top of your head all the way down. So makes sense. And and you, there's a certain posture you have to have. You can't you like you can't cross your arms because then the water might get stuck there. So it's not getting <laughs> right. wet all the way through here. It's a whole rabbinical thing. And when I went in, um, I had to take off everything, but I was allowed to wear uh, a belt, a special belt that I've got for the, for the, for the pouch. And it's just, it's a support belt. It's got a little thing, the belt that the bag goes in, it opens up and then you can empty it. It's, you know, it, it's very comfortable. But I was allowed to, to still wear that in the mikvah gotcha. and everything else, jewelry, watch, everything else had to go. And you have an attendant who's there who has to be the same gender as you. Sure. Um, and, and that attendant is the one who then yells out cashier or kosher. And they, you go through this three times, and then there's a couple of blessings that they say after each time. Now, the people who made up my Beit Dean, which is the rabbinical council that says whether or not they allow you in as, a, as an official Jew, are on the other side of a wall that's right there next to the to the mikvah pool. And so they're listening to what's going on. Now, you could, have, you, could, you could not have an attendant there, but then they've got to listen in to make sure that you're going all the way under. And then they're just kind of relying on you to do it. Uh, the guy that I had as my attendant was the was the volunteer coordinator who had uh, led us through the conversion class and a, a lovely man uh, that uh, I am forever grateful for because he was uh, not only just a good friend, a good guy, uh, his his whole family's involved at the temple and they're all wonderful people. And I just got done finishing a class uh, with one of his daughters okay. uh, as a co-teacher. We, we taught sex education together for Sunday school. Oh, interesting. Nice. Yes, uh, two two nine year olds. Uh, Holy shit! Well, here's the thing: we didn't teach sex. We gotcha. taught only body abstinence. positivity. We we taught <laughs> we taught body positivity. We taught about consent and refusal. We taught about respect for people. So we, we made this. I mean, we so made shit that might actually program. help them. Absolutely. Now, when they get older and they get <laughs> right. to high school. They get it with both barrels, Jack. They get the whole thing. They get the penis, the vagina, the the balls, the thing, the clit, the whole thing. They get all of it. Wait, the what? The what? All of it. That's a mystery. If you can find it's it, it's legend. there. We tell them where it is. I'm kidding. We don't do that. <laughs> so, but, um, so we we go through the mikvah, and that was actually the first time uh, that I had been submerged in any body of water since the surgery. Okay. So, which made it, which made it just even more special for me. So, sure. like that whole, it was just such a celebratory moment, and and such a like almost it was it was joyous because you made it. 
you're official, you're here. And, and now it's on you. Now you got to live it out. And right after sometime right after that, they asked me to start uh, teaching at Sunday school. And so that's, that's kind of where the last several months have been. Uh, we've made it through another COVID outbreak. Um, I, I converted to Judaism during the pandemic, which was the most non-community centric period yeah, in which to do sure, it. Of course. So it's still, even now, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now a couple of years in, and there are things that I'm still just doing for the first time because we're just now getting people into the synagogue together. Yeah. We're not having to keep distance and wear masks all the time anymore. Uh, we're, we're able to be more, uh, more of a community than we have yeah. been for the last two years. And so I'm meeting a lot of new people and, and getting to know them. And sure. that's the beauty for me is, is how, how people centric and how community oriented Judaism is. Uh, there was one uh, rabbi that I talked to uh, from Cincinnati named Rabbi Simon, who made it very plain. He said, you can't be Jewish by yourself. Yeah. And during the mm -hmm. pandemic, a lot of us had to be. A lot of us had to have mm -hmm. our own, our, our candles, our kiddish cup and all of our stuff at our house because we couldn't go to the temple and do it there. And there, there may be some parallels between that experience and Judaism after the temple was destroyed in 70 BCE or uh, CE, excuse me, 70 yeah, yeah, CE. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I get them confused. I knew what uh, you meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where the temple was no longer there. And so temple Judaism, as they had known it, was gone. Uh, there were no more sacrifices because there were things you could only do at the temple. The sacrifices were one of them. And having a Passover sacrifice uh, was one of them. But out of that was birthed things like Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, uh, having uh, having the having the, the the priesthood no longer be solely responsible for the torah scrolls and now it was it was, it was a responsibility of each of individual community had their own scroll uh the the main one that we use is called the uh, bendorf scroll and it was actually salvaged from a synagogue in germany that was on fire at the time oh wow that someone rescued it from we still have it it was during the the pogrom uh Jeez, we actually have that yeah, we had that. And over this last, I believe it was this last summer, uh, there was a specialist who came in and restored it and repaired it. And, 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 and then there was a whole unveiling of it after he got done with it. And it's still, it's, it's an immaculate shape, uh, especially for its age. I think it's, it's got, it's gotta be over a hundred years old and right. not older. Right. Um, and it's, and still the main one that we use, we have three, uh, there's that one. And then there's a little tiny one that we use, uh, that they call the Ardmore Scroll, and that came from a Jewish community in South Oklahoma that uh, that kind of dissolved because everyone died. Uh, we still have that tiny scroll from from that from that group, and then there's another one. I'm not sure what that one's uh, what that one is. So I think I've jumped around too much. Uh, no, 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 you have. It's, I'm just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. just fascinated with the whole thing. I I think it's really. I just think it's really beautiful to hear you talk about how. I'm thinking like you're talking about the mikvah and yeah. I mean, the nudity thing on the surface maybe sound weird, but like there's also besides just the water touching everything, I think there's like a vulnerability there yeah. that I think Definitely. is important for community. I mean, I know you're not in front of the entire synagogue with your jumblies out, but like no, no. you've got your attendant that you're naked in front of, like mm -hmm. it's a vulnerable moment between two yeah. dudes. Like yeah. and, and in our culture, in a lot of especially if you're straight that could be real fucking weird but like yeah there is an intimacy to that that i think is pretty damn beautiful because 
or it, because it's it's intimate and vulnerable. You're standing yeah. there literally naked. There's I can't hide fucking anything. This right. is it. This is me. I just I don't know. I just think that's. I mean that just to me is just is incredibly there, beautiful. There was another person, a uh, person who's non-binary, that went through the same process, that, and and they got to do all the same stuff too. I mean, there's no different rules for them. Right, right. And uh, their uh, attendant was a trans person. Oh wow, that's so crazy. that's great. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of had all those things converging into this one beautiful moment. Um, now that that person had a, had an issue because the water was really cold and it was only half full. So the, the, the attendant is like pushing the person's head like under the water, trying to get all the water on top. <laughs> there wasn't enough water in the pool to cover the person. So, yeah. That's wild. <laughs> oh, you have any other questions? Yeah. Like, I, I know we've had, we've taken an hour of your time, but like. I got lightning round questions. Okay, we can I, do I, that. I, but I, like. I, I'm all here for it. Is there anything else before we get to that? Anything else you want to yeah. say? Like, because it is a journey that I think a lot of people don't see going from Christianity yeah. to Christianity to Judaism. Like what, what would you want people to know about your experience? And maybe you've already covered this, but like that, that you would like to get across to people about what your journey has been like there. Well, the first thing is I, I don't recommend that anyone do what I did. Of course. Um, sure. This has to be a path that you are on, that, that you want to be on because yeah. it's going to require some stuff out of you. Yeah. Um, for me, Judaism, the, the, the whole beginning of me being interested in it happened when I was a child. It happened because I thought Jewish people were interesting. Um, I, I thought Jewish writers and authors and comedians, especially because I was so into stand-up comedy back then, I still am, uh, were so interesting. The most interesting comics to me were Jews. Um, and, and, and the one that no one ever guesses that I, that I talk about was Richard Lewis. For some reason, Richard Lewis to mm. me was fascinating because yeah. I, even as a, he's a, as a kid, as like seven, eight years old, when he talked about his neuroses, I, for some reason, got it. I don't <laughs> know why. Yeah, and sure. I probably shouldn't have. It probably wasn't a sign of, of good mental health, but I understood his neuroses. I understood why, why this man was so uh, neurotic and messed up. And, and, and then later on, like, like my, my ultimate favorite comic is George Carlin. Uh, who was, was an who's been an idol of mine my entire one life. One of the best and ever. Yes, absolutely, just a brilliant guy. But he he grew up in in Harlem. He grew up in uh, what do you call Wide Harlem? Uh, but and there were and there was a Jewish theological seminary right down the street. He he was around around a lot of Jews. Um, up until recently, I really liked Bill Maher. I don't know. He's kind of yeah, gotten man, off the rails. I, yeah, you know, I got it. I'm, I'm with we gotta, you. We got to pull Bill back from the brink. I don't know what's going on with Bill. We got to pull. We got to yeah. pull Bill. I love Bill. We got to pull him back, man. He's, Bill, Bill he's, is Bill is becoming more and more Ben Shapiro every year, and oh, I'm not sure God. what's happening with that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, on behalf of Jews, we apologize for Ben. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, we don't know what went wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's just but, one thing that went wrong with him. But but I'm and seriously though, when when it comes to to Ben Shapiro, because this is something I've actually thought about. Um, would I ever sit next to him at a Seder? Absolutely. Now, would he sit next to me? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Mm -hmm. But I, despite the fact that I agree with zero of the shit that comes out of that guy's face, um, would I sit at a Seder with him and accept him as a fellow Jew? Absolutely. Uh, because no matter what I think of, of his politics, and I think they're fucked up as hell, uh, he is still a Jew. He is still 
And same thing with Barry Weiss, even though I, Barry Weiss will have me for about five minutes and then she'll fuck it up and say something. <laughs> you know, Barry Weiss, she, she wrote, by the way, wrote a brilliant book about anti-Semitism that I would recommend to anybody. Um, I forget the name of it, but you can find it. I think it's called How to Fight Anti-Semitism or something like that. It's a brilliant book. And there's parts of it I disagreed with, but it's still a brilliant book. Uh, but both of those people, I listen to them and think, especially Shapiro, I just think, what the fuck? <laughs> this, what the fuck right i mean ben's latest thing i think now is is uh now that they're going to overturn roe he, he wants him to overturn obergefell too and i'm like what is it to you right. if two guys get married why do you care it's, what difference a, it's does it fucking make to you it's coming and, man. and your wife's uh, dry pussy what who cares yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> damn i know buy some fucking lube <laughs> <laughs> but right. I mean, I would, but I, I absolutely would accept him though as a fellow Jew, and uh, would would gladly uh, daven with him anytime, because that's how much the community means to me. That's great. So now the I, other yeah, thing, I, I would think, say, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so we said yeah, I would recommend uh, doing it. Also, when it comes to theology, and I don't know if I was going to, if I was going here originally or not, but this is where I'm going to go with it. I think I, I've never been happier. I've never felt more more free and more more uh, spiritual in my life. Yeah, this great. is probably the closest I've ever been to where I'm like, this is exactly what I needed right now. I, I'm not doing this out of any sense of obligation. Like I feel like I have to do this because that's how I did things before. Yeah, this is this is a path that I wanted to go on, that I've never been happier on, and I'm loving every second of it. Yeah, so that's awesome. even 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 despite my health and all the other shit we've gone through. I've never been happier in my life. That's awesome. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever done, you mentioned like when you were a kid, this, you were fascinated by Jews, you were like yeah. all these different things. And have you ever done like the ancestry or 23 and me, or like look back at your family tree? Are there any other, do you know, are there any other Jewish people in your lineage? I just wonder if you have some sort of DNA in you. That's like, that makes sense. If that you my know cousin I mean? did. Okay. And, and we, and so, but with her, I mean, she's half Mexican, and and half uh, everything else. So, um, <laughs> but but she showed me the thing, and I think uh, European Jewish was like one point seven percent. Okay. And underneath that, oddly enough, like less than one percent was Virginian. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> how would they how would they know? Right. No, it's so. There's no fucking there. different DNA in Virginia than there's anywhere else. Right. It's really weird. But I told, but I pointed to her, and the whole thing was because she was trying to prove she wasn't Italian. I don't even want to get into it. Um, <laughs> but she was, but she was like, "Look, it's half Mexican, half." I'm like, "Yeah." Here's the thing: uh, you're more Jewish than you are Virginian. Yeah. There you yeah, go. That's interesting. You should, be, you should be, you should be proud of that. Yeah. So no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know of any other actual Jews in my okay. family. Um, to, to answer your question, uh, I, 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 there may have been. Uh, but I mean, my on, on my mother's side of the family, I mean, like her her father converted to Catholicism, and didn't tell anybody until they they found they found out when they went to the funeral. Wow! And yeah, that was a mind fuck. I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we we've had people of all types in my family. Um, the, my mom and my my aunt who just passed away uh, not too long ago, doing genealogy, uh, back in the early '90s. Was how I learned the word mulatto, because oh. it came up came up somewhere in our family <laughs> lineage, 
And they didn't know what that word meant. So they went to a dictionary together with me in the room and looked it up. And it turned out, yeah, someone had a slave and had a baby with him. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting right. family tree. I bet uh, I bet there's a lot of family trees of, mm-hmm. of white oh, people gosh, that have sure. that in it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, lightning round time. There we go. Uh, so little, little known fact about Sean, he actually started one of our most successful subgroups. Uh, the wrestling group. The wrestling yeah. group. Yes. It, it, it is more active than, I mean, there, there are like four most active. One is uh, television. In the pub, movies. there's probably what, 40 subgroups? Yeah, there's, 40, I mean, yeah, it's just there's a ton of subgroups. Yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, television, there's Star Wars, there's uh, Dank Turds, um, and, uh, and, and, and the wrestling. A big poster in yeah. that one. Yeah, those are the four most active subgroups we've got. Fantastic. And, and Sean totally started on the ropes. It's a wrestling group. Thanks. So, uh, on the so, ropes is, is, is so much fun. I love those guys. I really it, do. I love giving Scott Watkins shit. It's my favorite thing <laughs> in the whole world. All By right. the way, shout out to Thunder Rosa if she's listening. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. Ponder uh, sister? <laughs> uh, okay, so. Nothing. Uh, I'm with you. So who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, gosh. Oh, so it's a toss-up between Ric Flair. Old and new if you want to. Sure. Uh, uh, all time. Woo! All time uh, favorite is a toss up uh, is a tie between Ric Flair and The Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Ric Flair at Comic Con a couple years ago in Indy. Did you really? We were up there, and I could just see him in the distance. He was somebody was like over the loudspeaker. This is in a convention center. There's thousands of people, and you hear <laughs> the announcer say Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair's signing starting in ten minutes, and you hear everybody woo. And I saw that dude. Boy, he's rough, man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Even from a distance, he looked like a leather handbag. Yeah, he's, like, he's pretty leathery. <laughs> All right, who, I got, who's to, like I got to see him wrestle one time. I got to see him wrestle one time when I was nine at a house show in Fort Worth, and it was him and the he and Sting were in the main event together, and Sting beat him. It was it was great. Um, and, and then wait, your... Fields of Gold Sting. Stop it! God, <laughs> shut great. up. Um, Tantric sex thing. No, the the, the Sting. Um, who's your favorite, like modern wrestler, like this era? Hang on. Um, I, I probably MJF. I think okay. is um, Michael I, J. I, I, Fox. He can no, wrestle. Yeah, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and yeah. he oh, is. Oh my god. He's a, he, here's the thing. He's he's the he's kind of kind of like a really he's a really good heel, just like Ric Flair was back oh, in yeah. the day. <laughs> um, he he's got a punchable face. He's got an attitude that makes that pisses you off. Yep, and he doesn't have to try. That's the, that's the thing I love about. Oh him. yeah, it's natural. He doesn't have to try to piss people off. He just does it. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Christine, by the way, Christine put. You thought he could talk for a long time about religion, and now you bring up wrestling. <laughs> We did have a wrestling uh, 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 pub crawl once with Billy and I when we were talking. To, he's teaching me. Uh, yeah. I wish I'd have been there. Yeah. yeah. So we should do a a, a second one, a, a re- <laughs> yeah. repeat. Um, so uh, since today is Star Wars Day, what's your favorite Star Wars film? Favorite Star Wars film uh, is is uh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. I just watched some of that today because they were on yeah. TNT. Yeah, they had were on, on TBS, Adam, yeah. or TBS. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your beverage of choice? Uh, coffee, black uh, coffee, black any, coffee. any specific kind or just whatever. Um, I like Folgers and okay. just Folgers classic. I'm not fancy when it comes to coffee. I'm, sure. just, I'm just not. 
Gotcha. Nice. Um, what is the last album you listened to start to finish? Oh, um, Wet Leg. Dude, that's oh, a great, great album. album. So they good. are fucking great. Yeah, yeah. it's a great yeah. album. I listen, really listen to that thing uh, start to finish today, as a matter of fact. Yep. Nice. Um, yep. Do you believe in the multiverse? I don't know, but man, would that be cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, about- I'm a huge fan of Rick and Morty, so I mean, it's pretty big on them. And, and I mean, it's a fascinating idea. And if it's true, I want to experience all of it. Yeah. Yep. I got a question. Uh, favorite stand up comedian? George Carlin. Okay. That was, that was all No, I, I, okay. Favorite one, favorite living stand up comedian? Living? Um, God, who hasn't been me too'd? Uh, <laughs> Jim Boy, Gaffigan, but he's like mayonnaise. I don't know. No, I think list. I think Gaffigan gets better with age. I didn't used to like him. Yeah, I like his. I, I think I, he's funny. I like his stuff now. Jim Gaffigan has grown on me. Uh, yes. It took a little while though. Me too. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to think. Oh, so uh, because I mean, a few years ago I would have said Louis, and then fucking yeah. Louis. God damn. I know. Um. I, I, okay, I, I'm gonna say it's well, but then, but then it was it was gonna be Dave Chappelle, but then fucking Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a problematic comedian magnet. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. Louie just got the Grammy for best comedy album. And yeah. here's the thing. Uh, I hate to admit it. I did listen to it. And the shit was really good. What was missing was him taking any responsibility yeah. for the shit that he did or apologizing for it. He talked about it and he said everything except I fucked up and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, he should have just said that. Yeah, uh, but the rest of it, I mean, if you want to listen to it, fine. But I mean, I, I was like, I'll listen to it once. I did laugh, but I still like Louie. You could have, anyway. Okay, so um, barring problematic comedians that um, <laughs> are either borderline canceled or canceled, um, I'm gonna go with Patton Oswalt and oh, Tig Notaro. Oh, oh, nice. Dude, Mandy and I saw Pat and Oswalt pre-COVID up in Indy. God yeah. damn it, he was hilarious. Yeah, he's good. Oh, he's he's phenomenal. Oh. I love the little guy. Speaking you... of, speaking of Jewish comedians, I love Moshe Kasher. Do you like Moshe Kasher? Oh, Moshe Kasher friended me on Facebook years Dude. ago, like ten years ago. Wow. He is Mandy and I saw him yeah. in Bloomington. He's one of my all-time favorites. He is. Yeah. His in his interviews <laughs> on Pete Holmes podcast. He's been on like four times because yeah. they're good yeah. friends are some of the best episodes of that podcast. He he's, is he's so funny. Genius. And he, cause he grew up or like his dad was Orthodox. So like, yeah, he, it was, he's got an amazing story, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I think that's, that's it. Thanks yeah. for, yeah, man, right. I really appreciate this. It was great. Normally I would ask I a, what goes a on a time. hot dog, but I mean, well, Oh, nothing. They now. make all beef hot dogs. Dork. Oh, they yeah, yeah, Heber make, national. Yeah, is yeah, Nathan's, hot dogs. Hebrew, Nathan's all beef? I, yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's, are Nathan's and Hebrew so, National, the only ones we buy anyway at home. They're yeah. so good. Same. Yeah, same. We get those same ones, but, but I, I put uh, ketchup and mustard on. I'm pretty easy to, nice. you know, I'm, I'm pretty simple with a hot dog. The Matt Polly of hot dogs. Are you a Star Trek guy? <laughs> I'm not the not only really. one who puts fucking mustard and ketchup <laughs> on their hot dog, man. <laughs> I only ask because Tig is on that. As on no, go fuck Star yourself. Trek. I love. Tig. Oh no, I've seen clips of that, and she looks great, but on the show. But I've I've just never been that big of a yeah. Star Wars or Star Star Trek uh, yeah. person. Cool. Nothing against it. I just never had. Tig, it. No, Tig runs a great uh, uh, advice podcast too. That's pretty fun. Yeah, so. don't ask Tig. And, yeah, and there's great. another one that she does with Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Uh, where they it's called Tig and Cheryl uh, True Story, okay. and each week they they talk about a different documentary that they've watched. Oh, nice. interesting. Okay. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I love her. Check that out. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks again for coming on yeah, the podcast, man. man. Really we really appreciate it. it. 
I'm thrilled to do it, guys. Awesome story. Glad you're still around. Yeah. Like, Thanks, I mean, man. physically. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Good to see you're doing doing really well. So. Thanks, I'm man. Doing great, man. Thanks, yep. guys. All right. Cool. We'll see you. Oh. Attention, and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag Krispy Kreme uh, Arizona <laughs> iced tea. <laughs> hashtag the Red Lobster a podcast. <laughs> yep, yeah, I got that. Hashtag power bombed me through a futon. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody but Matt caught this. Ponder's sister. Yeah, I caught it. <laughs> Or that anybody will get the Ponderosa reference. It was a reference to wrestling. A Rosa. Oh, Thunderosa. Thunderosa was wow. Ponder sister. Ponderosa. I heard you saying right. something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> R.I.P. Ponderosa. Yeah. Hashtag. I think, I think they're still open in limited spots, aren't they? They are. Good luck finding one. Uh, hashtag. I for some uh, steak right now. No, that that's not steak. Whatever they're serving is not steak. I love the buffet though. I go for some horse meat right now. <laughs> Mark still has steaks less marks where the jockey was hitting it. Uh, hashtag Eminem shaped hole in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Jurassic Express. Oh, yeah, that's actually a wrestling tag team. Jurassic Express. They got Lucha Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Sounds like a morning radio show. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Yeah, they're the, they're the <laughs> tag team champs right now. Oh my god, 465 is so blocked up. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> oh my god. What have we done? Uh, hashtag restocking our poultry. <laughs> I like that dick turkey got processed. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag uh, jizz, jizz, jizz and diamonds. Uh, hashtag asthmatic James Earl Jones. Uh, <laughs> I like this a lot, but you're not going to like it. Hashtag went full David Carradine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried it? No, I'm just curious. I haven't. I'm just curious. I don't think that's a good. Idea. I don't mind getting choked a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, and then <laughs> hashtag. Speaking of chickens, <laughs> talking about it in therapy. Uh, hashtag never go full Miku. Uh, yeah. Did you go yet? No. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Michael, where are you? <laughs> Uh, Red Lobster Podcast. <laughs> Hashtag. I got an email from Red Lobster <laughs> shortly after he said that. Uh, Patrick Swayze of Youth Group. I'd uh, crush some shrimp scampi right now if you put it in front of me. I'm not even going to lie. Powerbomb through a futon. Hashtag Lord of the Private Plane. <clears throat> Hashtag shit-faced at the synagogue. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> We're shit-faced at the synagogue. Dude, we should. No, I was going to say we should do like a Jewish Panic at the Disco cover band. Mm. <laughs> um, nope. I, if we were Jewish, we could. Hey, some Jewish people are listening. Get on that. <laughs> I like the idea. Uh, Michael J. Fox can wrestle. Oh, no. MJF. <laughs> that may be the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast, and I don't think you heard it at all. I heard it. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. I just made fun of a guy that jerked himself or hung himself while jerking off. And yeah, that's still not the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. 
Uh, hashtag uh, an Eminem shaped hole in our hearts. Hashtag riding on the James Webb. <laughs> <laughs> He's full infrared <laughs> over there. Hashtag, oh my God. All my mirrors are aligned, bitches. <laughs> I can see it all. I've never seen so clearly before in my life. Uh, I can see wait, back in time, motherfuckers. Well, go back in time and re unsay this. Blow it into pudding. <laughs> That's it. That's the winner. That's hashtag all puffy covers. Hashtag Sith Lord of Masturbation. Hashtag never go full Miku. <laughs> I really like that. Network error. Um, <laughs> let's see if we got an update on network error. Yeah, we do. Hold on. Drive safe. <laughs> I'm not ready to be a widow yet. I love it. She knows. She knows just from a text that says network error what, what state you're in. It's so funny. Is it my turn yet or you got more? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, Krispy Kreme Arizona iced tea. Um, bent the frame. He's in response to the, yeah, the food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit faced at the synagogue. Uh, she's your Patrick Swayze. Blow it into pudding. <laughs> that, it has that. to be. Uh, it has to be. Nut in my teeth. <laughs> yeah. We could do off-puddingly creamy. Yeah. Because boy. Uh, jizzing diamonds. I'm not sure that the that the food dehydrator got all the cum out of that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It did a pretty good job. Did not get all of it. That's all the cumber. Boy. <laughs> boy. Um. Jizz a hole into the fabric of reality. <laughs> real, real robot wives of Japan. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> oh, environment tonight, boys. Oh my god, that's the best one we've had in a while. I still like blow it into pudding. <laughs> yeah, it's blow it into pudding. All right. <laughs> Shut it down. Oh, I'm going to vomit. Holy crap. This is... <sighs> Wait, T.O., you, you have one 30 minutes from us. One what? Ponderosa, I bet. Oh, a Ponderosa. Ponderosa. It's all, it's it's all, all shrimp. <laughs> Just all shrimp. Ponderosa. <laughs> Why aren't we doing that? Why are we at Ponderosa right now? <laughs> oh, man. I needed this, guys. Yeah. I like that door open. It's nice and chilly. It does. Now. It's got a nice breeze coming in now. It'll be a nice scooter ride home. Yeah. God, you, I, I laughed so hard when I saw you roll. Wait till I roll out with the light on. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna start wearing a fucking reflective vest. <laughs> See now you have to. to go a quarter mile. Oh man. <laughs> Not even a quarter mile. You should just do a vest full of uh, those. Lights, the little flashing lights, stuff full. Dude, that would look really fucking cool, though. <laughs> like a rolling rave. Yeah, exactly. Got a pacifier. It's all mouth. all blinking at different times. Ugh. Yeah. I needed this, boys. Yeah, I did too. It was a good one. And thanks again to Sean for coming on. It was great. Yep. So Erebus, <laughs> every once in a while, whenever she feels like somebody is sad or something she's she's real sarcastic and she just goes up to him and says 
pats him on the on the shoulder and said, "Times are times." <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. That's so, a great T-shirt idea. Yeah, times are times, guys. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>